Hello, everybody. Welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are not here today to talk to you about a Disney Channel classic. We're, we're in here theaters to, now. We're in theaters. The budget is up, we're, and so are bu- our spirits. And you know what else is up? The sky, because we're talking about goddamn sky high, bitch. That is the energy I have going into this, because that is how energized I feel by this film. Fuck, guys. I'm absolutely jazzed. I made the mistake of watching this on a plane. I was lit like a live wire for the next five. <laughs> And a half hour, or four and a half hours of that flight. No, I disagree. That's the perfect place to watch it because you're up in the sky, baby. But like, I couldn't fall asleep after because I was so goddamn jazzed. And it's also embarrassing to be watching Sky High on a plane when there's people next to you in economy class and they can see what you're watching and you're laughing out loud. And you're just vibing so hard. It came out in 2005 that you've seen hundreds of times. Yeah, I gotta admit. Okay, so first of all, surprise, we're watching Sky High. Schedule stuff happened. We're doing this instead. Here's the thing, Everybody. Emma and I have seen Sky High collectively like a hundred times. Billion we times. watched this movie so much. We had the DVD of it. That being said, I hadn't seen it in like in a long time. In like 10, 15 years, yeah. easily. But no, of course I watched it. It came out in 2005. I can't like 10 years. Like I hadn't seen it since I was in like, oh, like right. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. I never oh, forgot. <laughs> I quickly realized as the film went on that I remembered every single scene in this film, nearly this shot was, for shot. This movie reminded me of those TikToks that you see where the siblings try to guess the line because there are little throwaway lines in this we used to say all the time, like when the fucking little guinea pig goes running down the thing and he goes, <laughs> "Look at those cute little legs." <laughs> I truly, Zach is one of them. Like, uh, every, let me tell you this. Basically, every character in this is my favorite character. I, it's, uh, it's truly hard to narrow it down. If I had to pick one, I did write down, obviously, it's the fashion, my actually, my life icon, Mr. War and Peace. Possibly, okay, that's possibly the best named the, character. The best, I'm a, literally my best, possibly the best named character of our generation. When they say his name, I wanted to crack my laptop in half. I was like, who thought of that? Absolutely. <laughs> also, okay, really quickly up top. just And obviously I'm biased because I love fire powers. You know this. Yeah, really quickly up top um, with this movie, I want to say a few like general things before we get into it. Number one, I didn't realize because as I was watching this and the fucking thing is jumping off the screen, mm-hmm. like this, the lines Coming are hilarious. Alive. And also the thing about this movie is there's background lines that are fucking hilarious. Hero sandwiches? Yes! But there's like multiple of those. There's there's like smoking is not allowed on campus or freezing or melting. Like there's all these really funny intercom lines and then it feels like there's like layers to the jokes and I was like, who wrote this fucking movie? It's by this one guy. He has like no Wikipedia or any sort of like IMDb presence except for Sky High and then a Sky High 2 which is listed as in development but clearly never came to fruition. I actually did a lot of research on this because if you watch the credits something that comes up it's a gun productions and I was like did freaking James Gunn have something to do with this like early in his career before he really like broke it's not it's, James it's Gunn it's not James Gunn it's someone else with the name Gunn someone who and this is what um, part of the reason why we're covering this is it's someone who had a lot of ties to Disney Channel well the other people that wrote this besides the, the original guy which I think if I had to guess this guy had the idea for the Sky High premise. Who, the like, writer or the producer? The writer. I yeah. think this, I want to say Paul Hernandez, I could be wrong. I think his name's Paul Hernandez, but I think he had the original concept, and then I think Disney had the Kim Possible creators do a punch-up job on it. Oh, So the three screenwriting credits are, and that's a 
guess on like how how they came together. It, it you say that it definitely has a Kim Possible humor because to it a little that's bit. That's what I, the because the screenwriting credits are this Paul Hernandez guy and then the two guys that did Kim Possible. And when you watch it, it has a few things that they really feel like the Kim Possible idea to me. Number one, the humor, which like Kim Possible always had great great humor that would like land even with adults. Like oh, some yes. of the unstoppable stuff, the jokes are always good. And then I'm, but a lot of them are subtler than like yes. just a joke, which is yes. what this movie really r- rides on. There would be on. like layers of jokes, like in the names of businesses and things like. Which, yeah, like, there's big jokes and then smaller jokes, yeah. and they both work. And that's it. Felt very impossible. And also one thing about Kim Possible that I've always said, and like I see in this movie as well, is like the world building is so tight. Like it is, it is such a tight fake world. Yes, that, it, does, yeah. it knows that it's a joke. It's yes, very, it's, yes. very, it's very. I would use the term tongue in cheek. It's, it's, it's very it's tongue in cheek. And it knows that this is not reality, and it doesn't even for one second it's want you to think fun. that it's reality. You're in a comic book. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to say about this general before we like jump into it is like I don't know if there's an answer to this because it literally when you Google sky high like I was trying to find credits on the mm-hmm. writing. The first two things that come up that autofill in Google is why is sky is sky high underrated? Why is yes. sky high so underrated? Like yes. why did nobody go to this movie? Like it was such did, a good fucking. No, movie. I thought it made its money back. I thought it did okay. I don't know. I, I, thought, it only did, I thought it only did okay critically. I was gonna Google that. I thought it only did okay critically. Like like it did fine. But I think it was a fairly successful family film. I remember seeing this in theaters. I, I okay. So the budget was thirty five million, which is that impressive. Impressive. There's a lot of special effects. Yeah, and then it box office eighty. 6.4. So it made so, money so, back. So it made, it made a good amount of money. Like I said, it's a, it was a success. It wasn't, yeah. but it was didn't blow the doors off. A couple things jumping off that. The producer, the guy who the, the company is named after, he did like at least a couple decoms, I think. Like I think he did Minutemen and maybe one or two other. I think that like that's well, how that's we, Nicholas Braun that's too. Nicholas isn't Bra- it? That's Nicholas Braun. I think maybe he did something with Danielle Panabaker. That's why she's in this. So what I think this is, is I think you're right. I think they had the Kim Possible writers work on it, but I think they recognize that to make it, they would need to put a lot of budget. Into oh, it to, I said that to, multiple to, times. To, when you see the sanctum and then one of the fight scenes, I was like, this movie would not work without money. Like, right. it would not work as a decom. Right, because, like, we've seen... Okay, the two things that this is very much like. One is My Hero Academia. Emma doesn't understand that. I will keep my references to a minimum. Two is we've seen this in Up Up in a way. Yeah. They try to do this level of tongue-in-cheek superheroics. And world building. And and world building. And some of it worked, but it's kind of the same thing about the son who doesn't have powers and things. They just go a different direction in the end. And it didn't work. Like, we we lambasted that film (laughs) for its bad special effects, bad costumes. And this movie has, like, some of... That's why I think this movie was... Like, a lot of people kind of remember it as being a decom because it has that decom vibe to it. That, like, the tongue-in-cheekiness. And, like, you, I, I don't know what you mean by the Sanctum, honestly, because the Sanctum looks really cheap. <laughs> it's, like, I, it's saying, two rooms. Uh, but, like, the Luke, even a decom would not have the fucking hand pad. Things are opening. Yeah, yeah. There's a pole going down. They're, like, I was, like, oh. I was, like, this would look so bad if it was on an actual Right. So I think book. they had this script, and I think the Kim Possible writers being very talented, I think they knew that it was a good script, like, a good enough script for a kid's movie. But I think they were like, we can't do this on Disney Channel and make it work. So they released it theatrically, which uh, my th- number one thought up top, I do not know how they got Kurt Russell for this film. How and did he, they get anybody? And he's, this- and he's effing hilarious. Okay, first of all, he's putting on a fucking clinic. Oh, he Second is all, chewing the scenery and I am here to watch this mukbang. And as people kept fucking walking on screen, I was like, who did they know that Cloris Leachman is the school nurse? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They, Love her. What in the fuck is going on? She's in like one scene and she's the best. Yeah, like what the fuck? Why did Kurt Russell 
Russell do this movie? I Kelly don't... Preston did this movie. May God rest her soul. That mis- movie made me actually very sad that oh, Kelly, oh, Kelly oh, Preston is not well, with also, us. Also, God rest Cloris Leachman's soul. <laughs> oh, God rest both of their souls. But this movie did make me very sad about Kelly Preston. She's so beautiful and so beautiful in this movie. But she did not have to do this either. No. no She's one... married to John. She was married to John DeVolta. She doesn't need the money. She didn't need a sky high check. I, I, but I'm glad she's here. But that, but that's my, my other point. Also, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is oh, the villain. God. Oh, God, yes. I, I, like, I had seen this movie multiple times and I had never joined in my brain that that was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I was like, oh, that is Ramona Flowers. Yeah. Oh, that is, oh, what is her other thing that I know her from, for sure? She's in, got it, damn fucking everything. Uh, oh, from Birds of Prey, Hunters. Yeah, yeah. What I was going to say is, so you have like incredible actors like those guys in it, but the main cast is all largely unknowns and Disney Channel stars because to Emma's point about the sequel that's in development, mm-hmm. it has been claimed that I think the project is dead, but the original kind of plan I saw, I did a little research because I was very interested in how this movie came about and wh- why it ended up in theaters as opposed to a DCOM because a lot of people do remember it as a DCOM, like which is not true. Like half of this movie is the mystery of like how this got made. Like, um, I yeah, I, yeah, it is truly an, an anomaly that I love, but they were kind of talking about that all of the young kids got signed on from this movie to do a sequel and then possibly a Disney Channel show which for the record Disney Channel I will give you this for free <laughs> needs to happen there needs to be a sky high TV show I know Just you animate it I know, make it I know listen I know you own Marvel now and that's a hotter property but a superhero high school again My Hero Academia like super crazy popular you just you have this IP use it but so that's where I think they were going, and that's why they pulled mostly from DCOM yeah. talent and younger, um, largely unknown actors. But I do want to point out, in the research I did, they said the sequel that was they were supposedly developing, the project has apparently died out, was I, I apparently going to go to superhero college. Because of course, fucking damn it. Do, you, do you know what the genre you know was called? No. Save you. Damn it! Isn't that so good? Fuck <laughs> Because yeah. also, because also that's the thing, I think 100. They should have greenlit the movie just with that. Yeah, but, that's your pitch. No, but that's what I think they did with this movie is they said, hey, I have a story about a super high school. It floats in the sky. It's called Sky High. And, and they're like, like here is $35 million. million you beautiful please, son of a bitch. Please make me that. And we're going to get Kurt Russell attached. Absolutely. Okay, I think we've done enough gushing about this film before we started talking about the film. So let's dive in. Uh, but like like I said up top, Emma and I are incredibly biased. We love this movie. I so. said to Luz that this is going to be a very boring podcast because at one point I just started writing down lines. Like I think I just wrote the script verbatim at a certain point because it's fucking cracking it's, me up. Oh yeah, I have some choice line pullouts myself. But it starts with this great, easy, like again, Disney, don't fucking let me sit here and bask in some bullshit. They jump you right into the story. They're like, here's what it is. My parents are the commander in Jetstream. They're the two biggest superheroes, most famous superheroes It's, in it's the world. like Superman and Wonder Woman if they were married. Yeah, and like he's just like, they are real estate agents by day and at night they fight crime and they're my parents and here's our house and the only thing is I don't have superpowers yet. That that being said, it is a very mid-2000s kids movie opening with, like, the music they play oh, and, like, the visuals. This is basically a... The two- soundtrack to this thing fucking rocks. Oh, it does. I, it's so early I, 2000s. I, guys, I honestly am conflicted about what song I'm going to play at the break because there are so many bangers. I'm probably... No, it better be I know with you. Yep, that was my pick. That, that was my pick. They that used my to pick. play that on Disney Channel. They, so they like did. That's, why, that's the first song I think of when I think of this film. You'll hear it in the break, everybody. That being said, like... There's, it's, like, an Everybody Wants to Rule the World That's what they, op- that's what they open with. Yeah, fuck. It's so good. But that's what I'm saying. I actually don't know if it's a cover. It might just be the normal there's song. A but it's, it, there's a ballet, like, true cover, I think. Like. They, they do something with it. But this movie, by the way, uh, just up top, because you, uh, first of all, watch this movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. You'll I, you'll have a great time um, if you're a child of the 2000s like we are. If you were coddled by the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I, I'm sorry. I don't know if there's anything here for you. But this is an incredible time capsule of the year 2005. So good. Just by the fashion alone. 
And um, I'm just going to talk about it up top because it's a thing that pervades. Is my favorite thing about this movie, undoubtedly, is the costume design. I love the costume design. Because each character has a color scheme it and they wear, they wear throughout the film. So Will, our main character, always wears red, white, and blue like yes. his dad. Layla, his best friend. But it's has, like no logos. Like it, They do kind of dress like cartoons. It's a little like Hey Arnold where their, their clothes are all the same. Yeah, it's the same vibe each time for sure. And I really appreciate that because that's something I actually re- recognized at the time. They're always dressed like that. And as an adult, I'm just like, this is still great. I and love Layla, it. the plant girl, always in green she's always and like, in green and like deep purple uh, Zach the glowing kid always wears neon and like so it's, good. It's, it's wonderful um, and then you get to see them in their formal wear which is just like formal versions of it's so good it's it's all it's all good it's all good but yeah we open on uh, the Stronghold house as we said Will Stronghold his parents are the two premier superheroes in the world the commander and Jetstream and the commander has super strength and, and Jetstream and can fly like, yeah and like he's like invulnerable she can fly and is like really good at martial arts which I don't know if that's part of her powers or that's just a side thing I don't she, know. she did she just learned it I feel like she kind of gets the shaft in this movie honestly it's kind of all about the commander which i mean it's a father and son story but they're doing a bunch of like real estate stuff on the phone while also talking about the fact that they're superheroes like they want to win the real estate this, of the year this award. scene specifically was when i i was googling about the kim possible thing because they had very much doctor and doctor possible energy yeah. where they're bouncing off each other in the kitchen and mm-hmm. she's like i know this is just our day job but we might be able to win the, the realtor trip to hawaii yeah, and, and, I, like, and i and i and like i said out loud i was like you you can fly to hawaii anytime you're superheroes guys but no, the real, as I, I mean, I already said it, but Kurt Russell is in this movie and is just immediately first scene. Yeah, yeah, he bringing it, bringing it. Absolutely. I want to say he's doing a parody of a superhero, but he's doing something where it's like so cheesy, but like. Believable? Believable? Like, yeah. like, like, I, I don't think Kurt Russell is generally known very much for his comedy. I mean, he's done like overboard. Okay, that's, that's what I'm trying to say is that it's like, he takes a line that isn't inherently funny. And because of the, the bravado and like the little persona he's doing as the commander, like, it's all of his lines are funny. Yes, absolutely. Every second he's on screen, he's killing it. But so he, then we go up to Will's room. They go up to Will's room because he's, he's late for breakfast and he's trying to lift weights and he cannot lift them. And here's his dad coming. So he stacks a bunch of like, really like a ton of weights onto his uh barbell no but like lift yeah, bar yeah. Lift, the lift bar and as the dad walks in he goes like oh five thousand hey dad what's going on just and then caruso goes i, I love get this. it high reps low weight don't yeah, want to bulk up yeah he's like yeah i'm just going for definition <laughs> which is an incredible joke that no child would get i don't think i ever got no that. didn't get that until this watch through he's like so i just want to tell you how proud i am that you're going to my alma mater you'll be attending sky high today is your first day of school and I said, how many schools for superheroes are, are there? there? Like, where else would he go? They also, as we learn later, pay tuition, which is Wait, crazy. they pay tuition? Oh, he says that later. He's like, the tuition we pay to this kind of call that school. That <laughs> seems amazing. That's like, oh, I, I, well, it's Corral. It's Corral. It's Corral. It's amazing. But... <laughs> They pay tuition. They pay tuition. So it's like, I guess if you're a poor you superhero, yeah, you, you know, just, you don't get to send your kids to school. You know, that's a larger critique of society because those are probably how supervillains are created. Yeah. Well, I mean, superheroes are, supervillains are created at the sky you high. You would well. think that they would have a better system to keep those kids from becoming villains. Yeah. Because they're just like, there's the villain kids. They're yeah, pretty around. much. Yeah. It, it creates an, econ- like, an environment not unlike Hogwarts, where if you are disliked in high school, you are a villain forever. Uh, yes, That's yes. essentially the same thing. Um, And he gives this whole, like, small speech about, like, I'm just really glad you're becoming a hero and getting into the family business. And Will goes, real estate? And he's like, yes, real estate. <laughs> because someday... I might die doing superhero This was fucking but, dark. Also. Yeah, a really weird way to start. He's like, that's what if when the meteor comes to Earth, it's me that shatters into That's what I'm saying. Kurt Russell, taking that line so seriously. 
And he says, basically, I'm just glad that you'll be around to take over for me. Uh, and as and you'll be there to save the world. And as we're aware, Will tells us immediately he doesn't have any superpowers and he's lying to his dad that he has super strength. What is his fucking plan? This is my, I, this is my only thing with this movie that showed its ass this time around was like, you're going to the superhero school today. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. No, I thought maybe he was trying to tell his dad a certain, but no, no, he does the weight. He never even tried. No, he does the weight bull crap. I like, guess my only excuse for it is that sometimes when you're 15, you're so fucking stupid and your for- frontal cortex hasn't formed yet that you just try to put things off yeah. until they literally explode in your face. I also think he was holding out that hopefully, like, the, the, next, day the, the next day he would just wake up and they would come in. Because it's not a slow thing. It's like a switch gets flipped, basically. Carol's head back downstairs. And who shows up but Daniel Panabaker? I fucking love Daniel Panabaker. And she's so good in this movie. I like I like Daniel Panabaker's performance. But I gotta say, and I really like Layla's vibe. But she kind of didn't do well on this watch for me. Because, and I was making a strange face at me. The thing that pisses me off she about did Layla. She so well on the The thing that pisses me off about Layla is, is that she, she should have been the main character. She this says movie? multiple times, I don't like okay, using this my power. No, she bo- says multiple times throughout this movie. First of all, I like that she, like, as we talked about in, funnily enough, Rita and Weep, where, like, the artist friend and activist friend, they kind of. She's com- both. She's kind of, well, she's not an artist, but she's, like, a hippie activist who's, like, oh, segregating society based on superpowers is stupid. And one point, like, she's, like, fascist. Like, yeah, she literally calls it, she's like, these rules are fascist. And she's like, I don't believe you using my powers when the situation doesn't call for it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. She uses her powers all the goddamn time when the situation doesn't call for it. She just, like, makes trees grow and, like, not... I makes an apple. Okay, okay. Yeah. I had the same issue because they don't stick to that in this world. No. like... She, she's like, I don't believe me using my powers unless the situation calls for it. And then later but then on, we see her, like, growing a tree to make Will happy and, like, killing a flower when she's sad. Yeah, which was really sadistic if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. It wasn't a vase, but I, it was already dead. <laughs> but I'm just saying the only way that I'm explaining that away, if I'm going to explain away the Will thing for not having a plan here, is, like, I think she's saying I don't use them to attack. Well, like, the, I'm not going to send these vines out to stop this car or strangle you if you're not threatening well, the, me. No, she's no. not doing anything that would attack. No, no, but that's the thing, is then she gets, at the very end of the movie, she gets in a fight with one of the villains, and she says, I don't believe in using my powers for violence, and I was like, bitch, why are you trying to be a superhero then? What are you going to do then? Like, just be like, hi, I want to talk to you about this. Which She didn't want to be a superhero. She let her She's in the superhero school! She has to go, her mom's paying tuition. <laughs> I'm just saying... She has a single mom, and she's kind of... I'm just saying, had they devils. leaned into that, that she doesn't want to fight... I would have been down with I it. I think she's saying she doesn't want to fight unless you're fucking in it. She doesn't do it until the girl hits her. She's like, you gotta hit first. <laughs> no. She goes, I'm not gonna start something, but I'm gonna finish it. Okay. I, I, but I'm saying go with that. Not just be like, oh, I don't want to do violence. And then they like smack she didn't them once. And she's like, violence. oh, you're getting violence, bitch. She said, I don't want to do violence, but you're gonna test me, bitch. But no, I do like Layla. I like the dynamic she has with Will. Will and her are best friends since first grade. Because... Oh, you like the dynamic they have where she's in love with him and he treats her like a piece of shit. Yeah. I, I love their, their sexy dynamic. I didn't say that. I, I think said, this movie I hit a little I, too hard as an old I just woman. felt they were believable friends is what I meant. I believe these two were friends. And honestly, I kind of didn't believe her when it just she pulls out of her ass that she's in love with Will. It kind of didn't come off like that to me. It felt like they oh, were inserting she's it. she's deeply in love with him. Shut up. It just, it just felt like they were like, well, they're two 
there's a man and a woman who are the lead character of these film, this film, so they have to fall in love. It just felt a little out of nowhere. You ever get so worried about your brother for all the signs he may be missing in open everyday life? <laughs> like, I, the way Lucas, first of all, this is why I think Danielle Panabaker is an amazing actress. I'm going to jump she does a, great job. a little bit right here, but there's one moment that you should have seen them laying the groundwork for this. Very obviously, they get on the bus. Kids are trying to give Will their seats because he's the great Will stronghold. And he's like, no, 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 no. They're trying to get like him two seats. And the girl's like, Magenta goes, yeah. oh, he only needs one seat. Uh, his friend goes, no, he wants to sit with his girlfriend. And Will jumps down the guy's fucking throat <laughs> to go, oh, no, no, no. This is my friend. And if you watch Danielle's Panabaker's face, her face fucking Falls. Oh, I didn't see Which, that. Uh, yeah, again, that. again. No man's ever looking at any woman's face, are we? Ever seen how we feel about anything? Just a wilting um, tree. But then you can see. Oh, wilting like, tree. That was good. See, and then so then she her face falls, and then she recovers and goes, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we're like siblings. Mm. And she says it was very painful. I did. I did pick up on that. I did, I do remember that. Oh god. Um, but we're not on the bus yet because the dad comes down and there's like three digs at Superman in this movie because like he's not wearing his glasses and she's like. Oh, commander! Like she immediately recognizes him, and the dad puts his glasses on. Like that's his, yeah, his disguise. That's the joke. Which is a super. Yeah, but they do that like three times. Also, their juice glasses have red, white, and blue. Yes, they on do them. because they understood the assignment. Everything is red, white, and blue, and they can have it. They get called away because a giant robot is attacking, attacking the city, city, and they have to go in. And they're like, "Oh, I wanted to go see him on the bus. See it on the bus, but they they get called in, and they change into. Oh no, they go, they're running to their their bat poles as they were to go into their sanctum and change. But they go to the bus as they're talking about the dad. We also cut over to see the fight, and it's kind of boring because the mom just drops him. Okay, on. but I kind of like the way that she's so she can fly and he can't, so she has to carry like fly yeah. him to the scene. And they're like bickering, yeah, like almost like parents driving they, in, well, in a car. They're not bickering so much, but she's just like, "Oh, I, what if he forgets his lunch?" I'm and so she's like, "You gotta stop coddling." Yeah, and she's like, "You're right, you're," which is cute and a great moment, and I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, she just drops him onto the robot, and he just punches it really hard, and it explodes. And he steals um, the robot eye. He steals the robot eye because he steals because he keeps souvenirs like. Ted Bundy. No, that's Batman does that. It's a Batman reference. Okay. But what's weird is that, like, they say he does it from his memorable battles, and this battle lasted all of five minutes. I mean, and, literally, like, they watched it on TV and made it to the bus. Oh, yes, before they leave for the bus, excuse me. And then we meet my other favorite, one of my many favorite characters. Ron Wilson, bus driver. Ron Wilson, bus driver. <laughs> Which is a great joke in and of itself, but the fact that it circles back at the every end. Time, no, every time we see him, it circles back. Every time he's on screen, he goes, Ron Wilson, bus driver. And anytime anyone refers to him, oh, Ron Wilson, bus, bus driver. driver. Like, <laughs> that's good screenwriting, folks. That's and it, screenwriting. And it's enti- well, it's screenwriting, but it's also entirely predicated on that man's performance. And I'm Ron Wilson, bus driver. And he has a business card that says Ron, Ron Wilson, Wilson, bus, bus driver. driver. <laughs> it's incredible. Because they get on the bus and then he goes like, oh, is this the bus of Sky High? And Ron Wilson, bus driver, is like, what, do you want all the super villains to know where we are? And he's like, oh, sorry. And he's like, I'm Will Stronghold. And he goes, oh my god, you're Will Stronghold, the son of the commander in Jetstream. And he stands up and he's like, everybody, it's Will, Will Stronghold, Stronghold, the son of commander in Jetstream. And he gets these two, Emma said he tries to get these two kids to move so they can sit behind Ron Wilson. He goes, what is the puddle kid's name? Ethan. But they are like, no, 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 it's fine, don't worry about it. They go to the back of the bus and Will meets up with his friend Zach, who he knows already. Who is Nicholas Braun, who is cousin Greg in Succession, who is doing arguably sure. like a better performance here than he did in Succession. <laughs> oh, she's so good at this. And he got nominated for an Emmy for Succession. <laughs> well, where? His Oscar nom for this. this movie, guys. He does stuff, and it'll be just a quiet like woo woo, and I yeah. start fucking busting out. I don't, like. I don't know how they develop the humor of this character, I, but they they nail it. It doesn't every- make it any sense because nothing like here's the thing like I like similar to the Ron Wilson thing where like yes it's good screenwriting 
I actually don't know that his part's written that well. Oh, no. It's literally just the weird shit he's I think this is doing. all Nicholas Braun. It's, it's fucking the, hilarious. It, I think it's the same thing as Minutemen, where, like, they wrote, like, the weird mechanic kid, and he, I feel like he had to have added the thing where, like, sucks on screwdrivers and like, stuff like he's that. he's just being so fucking weird and, like, cheesy. Yeah, and, like, and he's, he acts like he's, like, like, he's like a hip-hop star, but he isn't. He's, like, he's, like, this all, total... Okay, I will say it is good screen running that his power is glowing, because that is funny yes. as fuck. Yeah. He doesn't, well, he doesn't tell us at first... Because Will is like, hey, man, did you ever get your powers? And yeah. he goes, oh, man, do you think I would have showed up today if I didn't get my He's powers? He's like, my dad said I got, he got his powers before he shaves, and here I am, dead of August, still no powers. And then a couple days ago, bam, that's how he talks. And he goes, bam, I just woke up and I was killing it. And he goes, what is this? Oh, you'll have to see like everybody else. You have else, to wait but, and see like everybody but else. But it is, it is a real showstopper. But then the last kid gets on the bus, and this was exclusively for the trailers because you can't as a kid see this and not get hyped the bus transforms into like the things go down and it says sky high and, he, and like there's like a roller coaster arm belts there's a they, you have seat belts deploy from the seats he op- ron wilson bus driver opens up like aeronautics this place and they go up an off ramp that's not finished and the bus just free falls in midair and then produces rocket ship parts and blasts off and the kids like, scream the kid, they're screaming and there's and again for the for the trailer uh ron wilson bus driver just looks into his rear view and goes <laughs> freshman because this is like the whole freshman class on one bus i don't know why that's how that works but like so the school as we mentioned is in the sky because it's called sky high and so I did, this bus thing made me think of like oh this would be like how what halloween town would look like if halloween town had had a budget you know what i mean like yeah, the halloween a little town bit. budget like cause it's a similar like bus flying through a sky thing but it just looks so much better and you're like this movie oh really... well i mean the fx is not age great the cgi I mean, is not great but it's for the time oh for the time and it, the, bus, the, the bus up up away look. The, the bus is doing like loop-de-loops and the yeah. kids are all freaking out as we're he as Ron Wilson brings it in, Ron, also, excuse me, no, 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 hang on. Ron Wilson, bus driver, brings it in for a landing. Also, I want to be clear. I, just, if anyone has not seen this movie, which like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I need to make sure everyone knows that Nicholas Braun has bright white bleach oh, hair, yeah, absolutely, yes. and he's always wearing a sideways or backwards visor. Yes, which is so fucking funny. Okay, because it fits it. Because all of his outfits, like we talked about, they're all like basically white or like neon colors yes and they're all like track suits because he dresses like a hip-hop star love it excuse me a 2005 hip-hop star um, no excuse me a 2005 disney channel stereotype yes. of a hip-hop star but ron wilson bus driver's bringing in in for landing and goes there it is sky high you know it's held aloft by the latest anti-gravitational technology very few people are allowed to know its exact location i'm one of those people ron wilson bus driver and uh they bring it in for landing they you start to see the school campus and the yeah. people walking it's honestly not that impressive to look at it's just a building in the no, sky but i like the they, they do some really quick like cute world building like kind of like a you know like this is the world you're walking into like you see kids like that can fly flying into the school yes. like and then like they start walking so it's like something like they're walking to school because they can fly mm-hmm. they get to like walk in and you see like a girl hot girl walking by and like a guy who has like laser vision like sexually goes, harasses sexually her sexually harasses her you know in a fun 2005 he try, way yeah, he tries to shoot her butt with in lasers. a fun 2005 way and then she turns around and has freeze way and like freezes him so there's like a little cute like world building of like what it's like to have these kids running around that all have superpowers fun fact we will see in a montage later those guys are still frozen there and it's been like two months yeah all <laughs> Which, so like, which I mean, they deserved it. But I think finding interesting this school doesn't even like attempt Hogwarts rules, which is like no magic outside of class. Like yeah. it's like, oh, just use your powers on each other all the fucking. Oh time. yeah, they, they do say you're not supposed to use your powers outside of the school gym. It happens it's everywhere, literally five seconds, and there's like very little consequences. But yeah, they're all. They also, all... there's a girl. Um, for my fans out there, for my um, <laughs> for my for my dolls, um, what? there is uh, a girl 
who is the entire cheerleading squad. Oh, yeah, Penny. Penny. Her name is Penny. But it is Malika and Khadijah of Keeping Up with the Kardashians fame. Um, Malika is famously Khloe Kardashian's best friend. And Khadijah is her twin. Oh. And they're both playing the same role because they, this girl's power There's always multiple of them. Yeah, her power that she multiplies. Yeah. And they're identical which, twins. Which I I was bummed. Cause is Penny... That's not a... like. I feel like, sh- like they should have like a name that references that. Like, yeah. Like my the thing I came up with, which I think has been said somewhere else, is Kate. Because then she could be like duplicate. Multicate? Du- Multicate, everybody. Uh, duplicate is what I was going for, which I think is from like Invincible, maybe. But... Um, you guys can't tell I wasn't good at math. But yeah, they're, all the kids get off the bus and they're all looking around at all these wonderful displays of superpowers, etc. And we meet... The bullies. I, yeah, no, I'm going to say villains. Like, there's no... But, like, they're not the villains. They, they're like, they, they're they, the stereotypical school bullies at this point. Yeah, but they're so obviously evil. Like, yeah. there's like you can't... Rec- I mean, they're wearing black and then skull and crossbones shirts. Yes. Well, no, one of them is dressed... Why is this one's name's Lash? Because he has, like, stretchy powers, like but, like a whiplash. Like, he can, like, punch you. I, that makes sense. That makes no fucking sense. The other one is called Speed. Which takes which made to, sense. Oh yeah, but that's so lazy. Like they at least tried. At least they didn't call him like stretch or something. That's he, speed and stretch would have been so much. Actually, better. that does sound like a great duo. That will okay. First of all, lash. I don't know. Like we said, everybody has like a costume theme. Um, speed is just always kind of wearing black. I guess they're both always in like black and orange. Yeah. Well, lash always has uh stripes, stripes on his arms to because he you know extends Jack but Skellington he, but he, vibes. Yes, but he's also always dressed like the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Yes. Um, it was 2005. Yes. And so, but he sends Speed to round them up, and Speed has super speed, runs around all the freshmen very quickly to herd them. And they're doing the bully thing where they're like, um, hey, freshmen, happy to collect a new student fee. Yeah, like, there's give me a toll. Five, give like, me your five dollars. Like, pay the toll. And the nerdy, a little Ethan kid is like, there was nothing about a new student fee in the handbook. Mm-hmm. And then Queen Mary Elizabeth Winstead <laughs> walks up um, and is like, hey, guys, I'll take it from here. I'm Gwen Grayson, the actual student body president. Like, welcome to Sky High. And I wrote down in this note, like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, this cast is literally nuts. And, like, right as I said that, Linda Carter, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, is intrude. And I was like, how did they get these people? Yeah. She just is like, don't worry about them. I'll usually the gym for orientation. And, and the only other thing, that notable thing that happens here is like as she's talking, they start doing that yes. dun dun. Which I they do the they do the pretty girl slow mo or hail hair blowing in the wind, and I couldn't tell if that was a joke about that trope or it was 2005 and they were genuinely doing that trope. Well, they're trying to show you that Will thinks she's hot. Of course, but I'm saying that that's a stupid thing to do now if you try to do that in 2021. That is Spando Ballet. They do play true by Spando Ballet. Um, but yeah, they, she takes them into the gym where we meet. I, I for the record, I, I'll put I'll put myself in line here. I did not know who this is when I saw this. Film. Film in 2005. I was nine years old, so I think this I... This is Linda Carter, who is the original Wonder Woman. From the TV show, and I remember we saw... I don't know if you were with me when we and saw... she it. looks fucking great. I saw this in theaters with our grandmother, because we went to see a lot of movies with my, with our grandmother as children, and I remember her being like, oh my gosh! And I'm like, what? She goes, that's Wonder Woman! I'm like, okay! I don't know this. There's something in this movie for everyone! Um, but her name is Principal Powers, which, great. Fucking great. Uh, I don't know why her power, though, is just being a ball of light. That's, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know what... That's not that impressive. Um, I also just kind of wonder if this was like the most famous old-timey superhero actor they could get. Like, I imagine Adam West said no. I think they put out a lot of calls. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine Adam West, Christopher Reeve. I don't know if he had had his accident yet. Like, I, I think she was their best get. But she just, yeah, says like, you're going to go into power placement to decide your classes and class schedule, etc. That's going to happen in a second. Welcome to Sky High. 
See you later. I'm in this movie. Excelsior. I don't know if she actually says what that. What is her power? It's just being a ball of light. <laughs> I, I don't know. She never uses it offensively or defensively. She just turns into a ball of light. But then we meet my other favorite character in this film. Well, one of many. Which okay. is Also, Christopher Reeve is paralyzed in like 1995. Oh, I knew really? that was insane when you said that. Oh, I, was like, I didn't realize it was that soon. Okay. Um... um no, also, as she's talking, this is, a, this is a classic example of when I started fucking laughing. Literally, like, in the middle of her speech, like, there's a dead silence, and all of a sudden, Nicholas Brown just goes, ow, ow! Yes! And I started fucking dying laughing. And then she, you're gonna go into power placement, and then Daniel Panabaker goes, sounds fascist. She does say that, yes. And I was like, this movie's incredible. Also incredible. One of my many favorite characters, Coach Boom. Coach Boomer. Uh, Who is that guy? Bruce Campbell. He's in everything Sam Raimi's ever done. Absolutely loved him as an actor. He's very funny and has such a... He's really funny in this. He's very funny and he has the perfect voice for this because it's such a deep, mm-hmm. like, like he's the he's the announcer in the original Sam oh, Raimi Spider-Man Burn movie. Notice. Okay. Sure. He's in, he's in a lot. He's also Ash from all the Evil Dead movies. Um... But I know, I, I feel like Emma has a lot of competition for this. My favorite line in this entire film oh. is he rises from the platform and he goes, Hello, everybody. Welcome to Power Placement. I'm Coach Boomer. You may also know me as Sonic Boom. You may not. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh every single time I watch this movie where he just goes, You may not. <laughs> like, it just slays me. I literally, I rewound it because I, I had to take a note about something else and I like missed what he said after that and it made me laugh again in the There's same viewing. There's another line that he has a similar delivery when they're doing Save the Citizen where it's like, do you want to be heroes or villains? And then they go, villains. He goes, shocking or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And it also cracks He has great up. delivery. Yeah. But basically, he says, you're going to get up on this stage, you're going to show me your power, I'm going to decide what, where you go, whether that is the hero course or the sidekick course. Also, so and- my question here is that Will literally is like, power placement? And he's like, shocked. And has no idea what the fuck is going on, which would like, would be fine if like, everybody else was shocked, but nobody else seems to be that shocked. And I'm like, ostensibly, didn't your parents go to this fucking school? I'm Did the- they not tell you anything? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, and just based on his dad's personality, his dad just knew that he was gonna become a hero, so he didn't even prepare him for but it. But they never told you any stories about, like, oh, when so-and-so was in power placement. Like, does he talk to his parents? Like, the, I don't know. The that way didn't that take he approaches this school, there's multiple scenes. There's this one, and then there's a lunch scene where they talk about War and Peace. Where oh, his God, friends, I'm so excited already. Where his friends go, oh, yeah, your dad put him away for a life sentence. And he's like, what? I'm like... This kid is approaching this school like Harry fucking Potter, except his parents are alive. And the, so ba- and the most, and the best superheroes in the world. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, I get like when you're in Harry Potter, his parents are dead and like he's famous. And, like, or just he, like, he doesn't know anything about the world. He doesn't know anything about the world or his parents' achievements, whatever. This, his kid's parents are alive. Why is he like, my dad did what? I'm like, do you, you, you never fucking talk to your parents about one thing they did? He doesn't know that his dad had a well, sidekick. Well, he doesn't know that his dad put War and Peace in jail. I, no, his dad, War and Peace's dad. What's but, Baron Battle? Baron Battle, which he's a parent. The actual name we see it in a yearbook later. I assume that was his villain name. No. Well, War and um, Peace's actual name is War and Peace. Which is incredible. But the thing that uh, tripped me up and why I didn't think about this so hard is, Emma, I don't know if you picked up on this as much as I did, but Will Stronghold, especially in this scene, it changes a lot throughout the film. But in this scene in particular... Um, the actor playing Will Stronghold just has the 2005 version of my haircut, exactly. Oh, yeah. And he has I, the bowl. He, yeah, well, he has, no, he has, just has, like, the puffier thing, but he has this, the part in it that I do, and I was like... You're giving I, yourself a lot of I, but I was like, if I grew my hair out a little bit and did it 2005 style, I could easily cosplay I mean, as, just think, like, he's got some Zack and Cody bowl. Yeah, he, does, no, he definitely does, and I, like I said, it goes but between, you notice, it's different like, between the scenes. with the costume and set design... 
as he gets his powers, they change his hair. They do. That's what I'm saying. His, his hair it changes. It looks like Kurt Russell's. It starts, oh, they start sweeping oh, it back. I didn't pick up on that. Guys, there's that's, layers. There's layers. Movie. And to his hair. But then we get one of many montages in this film of kids going up. So the first one we met on the bus, his name is Larry. And he's like wearing a sweater vest and he looks very dorky. Who's a nerdy glasses. looking kid? Yeah. And he goes up there and he goes, all right, little Larry, let's see it. And he turns into like a giant rock monster and like catches a car on his shoulders or whatever. And Coach Boom goes, hero. And then he calls Ethan up. Obviously, Coach Boom, by the way, is picking on all like the nerdy kids. I think he calls Ethan next, whatever. But basically, this montage, we meet all the characters we already met. Oh, no, Zach, ste- excuse me, I almost stepped over Zach's moment. Yeah. Zach just steps up and he's like, let's let next. There's like, you think that's impressive? Let me show you this. And he steps up and he goes, did I say you were next? And he goes, the name's Zach Coach Boom. You're going to want to remember it in case you drop your clipboard. And he just like claps his hands together. And he's not doing anything. He's just standing there. And the coach goes, anytime now? And he goes, I'm doing it. I'm glowing. And he goes, I don't think so. He's like, well, you know, it's pretty bright in here. Maybe if you could turn some of these lights yeah. off, cup your eye hands around your eyes. And he just goes, sidekick. And, and Zach goes, are you sure about that? Yeah. He goes, sorry. Because I don't think we touched Luke's on it. Luke's just doing a, play, a line yeah, reading of this Because it's very funny. But also, I don't think we touched on it. He's, he has, his voice is like a sonic boom, and he has very loud shouts. He did that earlier when he introduced himself. But then we get which the montage. Which also feels like a sidekick power, but no, I, I mean, think he's, he feels like a failed, which they, Kurt Russell touches on later. Yeah, Kurt Russell doesn't like this guy. He's kind of like a, a failed hero, where it's like you're a gym teacher now, and you're kind of exercising a sick power over these I, Oh, yeah, he, yeah, absolutely. But I think also, like, in general, I think you kind of have to be a failed hero to teach here. Like, you have to yeah. be retired or failed or have like a not great power. But we get this montage, we see a bunch of heroes going to hear like The these, most random one is the girl who turns into a ball. Yeah, just a like a then big boomer ba- kicks a big bouncy ball. Side kick. And he kicks the ball. The weird one for me though was there's a kid whose superpower is just having six hands and he gets to be a hero. Hey, yeah, what the fuck was that? What was that? Like it's not even They bring that up again later, you know. Yeah, there's right? a kid with six hands, and I'm like, what why does that equal hero? Like, what are you gonna do with that? And then they bring up Magenta. They bring up Magenta. I love Magenta. I also like Magenta. She does not have as big a role as I thought in this film, as I remember. I think I just loved her when I was a kid. Um, um, also, the actress that plays her is gorgeous. I uh, like, never realized how beautiful this But she goes is. up and she's like, I'm a shapeshifter. And he goes, okay, shapeshift. And she gets on the ground and she turns into a guinea pig. And it's a little black guinea pig. She, by the way, is dressed very goth and has... Black like, and purple. Black, she has black and purple. And she has like purple streaks in her hair. He goes, a guinea pig? And she and she can talk in guinea pig form. Yeah. And it's just like super high pitch. And she goes, yeah. And he's like, not even a swarm Swarm of guinea pigs? She goes, no, just a guinea pig. And he goes, sidekick. She's like, whatever. (laughs) Like, walks away. I love the little, like, voice that she does. Oh, it's very funny. Because it's so off-brand for her, like, icy demeanor. Yeah, Ethan goes up. We see his power as he turns into a puddle. He just melts into a puddle. That's it. He gets sidekick. Um, My favorite of the montage, though, is a kid who has super spit. And he spits on something really far away. And they're like, oh, sidekick. But then this beam dissolves. And he goes, ah! Acid spit hero. That was funny. Um, but then they take a break for lunch, and uh, he's like, "We'll start with lunch." With There's you. also a line here, which is like, "This is my one criticism of this because it is very like Kim Possible writers do this too." But it's like this very meta thing where it's the writers giving the kids these lines about high school. Like, like it's it's something a kid would never say. They do this a few times, and it's a little heavy handed. Where like they're doing the the power placement, and oh, yeah, also Leia gets placed a sidekick and she doesn't use her powers. We yeah, she refuses to use her power. I think it's around this where she's like. Like, I'm not, it's not fair. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, yeah. the system's fascist. I don't want to, like, I'm not going to just show you my powers. So mm-hmm. he, because she refuses to show them, she gets placed as the sidekick. Again, if this movie was made in 2021, she'd be the main character. She has a much more interesting arc than this fucking... <laughs> well, if they committed to it, yes. I, like, I, I will say this later on, but the the main character of this movie is so fucking boring. But anyway, he, yeah. he, he's a fucking nothing burger. But anyway, she's got an interesting moment where she's like, uh, like, it's not fair. And he, the Will, I think, turns around and is like, if life were to suddenly get fair, I doubt it would happen in high school. Which is a good line. Which is a good line. But but not, it's like I a guess, little bit too, like, uh, like kids in high school th- 
think that high school is the end all be all. Not yeah, they don't I have like a wise cracking forty year old. This definitely is a f- reads like a film written about people who were not cool in high school and are exercising that power a little bit. And I say that as someone who was not. So cool. now they go to lunch, and I'm saying that as someone who was not cool in high school. Um, they go to lunch and freaking we meet my king, my the sun, the moon, my stars, Mister War and Peace. Glaring at Will as he sits down. Oh, also, excuse me. And why are his friends fucking explaining this to him? Well, it's, Ethan really explains it to him because Ethan is a super nerd who knows like everything about every superhero, and he goes like, "Your dad put his dad away." Um, War and Peace's mom is a hero, but his dad is a villain. And, and give me that fucking I, movie. The, also, yeah, no, no. War and Peace should be the hero, the main character of this film. Number one. That and, is a much more and, interesting story. And also, I'm going to say this up front. Emma, the chemistry between Layla and War and Peace <laughs> is so much better. I was going to get into that later. so much better. They are my one true parents. Well, and I know there's fan fiction. I did read that apparently the main, the, I don't even know the main guy's name, actual name, actually did have a thing with the girl who plays Gwen Grayson, like the actors. And Daniel Pennebaker had a thing with the guy who played War and Peace <laughs> during the production of this film. This is and the tea I needed up there, there was actually a fact, again, I, 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 it, I'm not basing any of this research as real. I did see a fact that they tried to keep the kids separated as much as possible because they didn't want everyone to start dating <laughs> during production, which happened with, like, two or four of the main characters. Well, the guy who plays the main character, Will, his name's, like, Michael and Ang- Garano. He's yes. Italian. Um, but he is, well, I saw him once at Silver Lake Open House. Oh. Um, listening to this, Michael. Wait, did he go into real estate? No, he was, oh. like, viewing the home. Oh. He's an actor still. Oh, okay. He's, in, he's like, engaged or with or just partners with, he's, like, she, she's pregnant, but with Maya from Pen15, if you watch that show on Hulu. Oh, yeah, you'll be fan. They worked, they, I love that show, and they were together at the Silver Lake Open House. And I, I don't know if they bought the house, I hope. Wishing you the best. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that you say that he actually was with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Because if that's the whole, true. The whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, it is so jarring because she does look significantly older than Well, him. she's supposed to be a senior. I don't think we said that. She's supposed to be a senior? Yes. She, okay. she, they say she's a, I know they definitely say upper class when I feel like they say senior. I feel like the mom says, and she's a senior. Um, and I was like, he's just so much shorter than her. And they have her in ballet flats Yeah, which time. also, like, he's he must be, like, 13, 14, and she's, like, 18, which is kind They're of... They're three years apart, really, least, in real yes. life. Yeah. Um, but sorry, what I wanted to say, we meet War and Peace. He's just glaring at Will, and Will... Like tries to avoid his gaze, but the other well, kids. He since we has the coolest power. But we oh, because he has fire powers. They're always the coolest powers. We also meet the other the other character in this film, which is Coca Cola and the Coca Cola brand product. Oh, they have so many cokes. Well, no, they have so many cokes, but they also have tons of Minute Maid juices. And the glass that bottles like, also. He's always yes. the glass bottle cokes. He has, yes, because um, I imagine to get that thirty five million dollars, Coke had to pony up a little product placement money. They needed to pay for Kurt Russell on a Coke yes. budget, but also uh, not the kind of Coke budget you think. This is where the inner. This is where. Intercom good. says the inter- over the intercom, and as they're yes. sitting down, just in the background, says the cafeteria request sidekick stop ordering hero sandwiches. Fucking hilarious. There's actually a joke and a, a trivia on Wikipedia that says you hear that, and then later on, when Will becomes joins the hero program, he has a hero sandwich on his plate, which is good storytelling. But yeah, oh, back to War and Peace. I want the movie where you hear see his hero mom fall in love and bone that villain, Baron Battle. Yes. And I want to know more about his mom. And then he goes to Sky High. He has to deal with his dual nature. This might just be Shang-Chi now that I think about it. He falls but, in love with the beautiful plant girl who's yes. in love with someone else. Who, yeah, well, yeah, something like that. Because, God, their chemistry is so good. Anyway. Um, it's so much better than her and Will's. It makes sense. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now. We'll get there. Because, like, the, see, they haven't even spoken yet, but it's it's great. But they uh, go back to hero placement, power placement, after that war and peace scene. And he... Will is standing up there and he tries to whisper in Coach Boomer's ear that he's like, I don't have powers. And he goes, also, you don't have in, powers. Also, they run into Gwen before they go back to power placement in uh, the hallway? 
Maybe. I will admit, there's pro- I don't, probably don't have notes on every scene because there's a lot of great scenes in this movie. But I know they run into of. Gwen because there's a thing where like he oh. intros her to his friends and he's like, this is Zach and Layla. And she kind of bowls over Layla and goes, oh my god, I really like your skirt. And it's like... That's the ugliest having skirt I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it's basically that. You can tell she's being very fake because she kind of immediately ignores them and is only focusing on Will. And then there's an undercut line, which again, like Layla knows all and should have been the main character. As they're walking away, you can hear Layla say, almost 80 yards. She goes, I don't think she really liked my skirt. <laughs> and I said, Layla knew from the beginning she was a fucking she's, liar. She's, she's, they're actually, I, again, I did, found this in my research and I don't know if, again, I think this is based off of a comment by one of the creators, so I think it is true, is that one of the underlying themes of this film is that the women are always right. <laughs> is that the women are smarter than the men. Which I, is pretty pretty accurate. I mean, even if you think about it, Royal Payne is running circles on this fucking kid. Like her plan... Oh, he's running circles. She's running circles on everybody. But they go back to power placement. He tries to tell Coach Boomer he doesn't know what his power is and Boomer's like oh I get it you're just messing with your coach just like your old man which made me think for a second coach Boomer taught his dad and I was like how old is this guy supposed to be because his dad went to school in like the 70s or whatever but it's made clear that they just were in the same class so his dad messed with the coach when they were both school yeah yeah so that was made clear later but he's like oh you're messing with the coach here you go car which is again for the trailers when he goes car and drops a full automobile on the student and he's like I don't have super strength and he goes oh you must be a flyer like your mom and uses a spring to launch him into the air and he goes come on his what's your power his body flying into like oh into the concrete and he's like what's your power he goes I don't have one and he yells sidekick at him and breaks maybe some of it not, like hurts him deeply this almost has to go like, to the nurse <laughs> ostensibly like I, I not to get too into the lore here but like if you don't have a power are you allowed to go to this fucking school apparently yes because I because everything else that it is set up lore wise leads me to believe that this is you then become basically in Harry Potter world a squib where like your parents and you know about the magical world but like you can't really participate in it because you don't have the powers that fundamentally make that possible so you end up like ron wilson, ron wilson bus or driver. an argus filch who's like in a service position that doesn't require any magic or powers yes but my only i was gonna say the same thing is my one retort and ron wilson does ron wilson bus driver does kind of confuse me on this is that i don't think mr boy has any powers we never see him do anything i guess that's a good i point. think he just uses gadgets because then how did he get into the fucking school i don't know but i but i don't know how i think it's like maybe it's like you're saying like his parents or everything that she only knew one case. Yeah, and Ron Wilson doesn't get to go to the school. So I yeah. so I'm confused about that too. Uh, I will admit, but I don't Sounds but, like nepotism. But, to but me. we never get to see Mr. Boy do anything. Maybe his parents were really great and Ron Wilson's just like whatever. Cuz all right, this is actually a great scene and I do think as much as this is a kids movie and it kind of doesn't carry it. I think this movie does its foreshadowing pretty well. Yeah. Cuz this scene has a lot of foreshadowing in it and it kind of doesn't do it in a super hit you over the head way when you're an adult. Cuz he go cuz he after he gets hurt in by After and, he gets fucking murdered by yeah, the yeah. teacher. Um, he goes to the nurse's office and she... This has, school is similar to Hogwarts and it's complete disregard for its students' Oh, lives. absolutely. They but, treat these kids like they're made out of fucking titanium. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, everyone is on a certain level unkillable, I guess. But, I mean, also they don't really know how to use their powers yet. So, I mean, not as unkillable as they think. But, yeah, he's in the nurse's office with Cloris Leachman and she basically gives him the lowdown um, after checking him out making sure he's okay. She also has x-ray vision, which as is... a nurse. Which is amazing. A, God, that's good stuff. She's like, let's see if any bones are broken and yeah. then x-rays him. Great joke. But she uh, explains to him that... There's also a great joke before she explains this to him about, like, you know, she's like, you know, with kids, like, in superpowers, like, the kids that get bitten by a radioactive spider or fall into a vat of toxic waste, it happens instantly. Or they die. 
And then Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they said that yeah, in a it's Disney like movie. Fucking funny. And then she explains what you're about to get. Which into. also, again, is foreshadowing for something that happens at the very, very end of the film. But then she's like, "So here's the deal: most superheroes have one superpowered parent and one normal parent, so they just, you know, get a power based on that. But in certain cases, rare but not unheard of, kids with two superpowered parents, they might never develop powers, or they could get both of them. But I only know of one case, and that was Ron Wilson. Bus Which driver. again, like, I'm not saying everything is influenced by Harry Potter, but that is also Harry Potter logic that they have just co-opted, is that most wizards are mixed, half-blood, blah, 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 and it's much rarer to be a full, right. like, have two are, wizard parents, but then when you do have two wizard parents and then there, none of them are... Are you more powerful? No, no. Oh, okay. I mean, that's wizard racism. You're not, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. any more powerful. But basically the idea that, like, it's possible to have two and then have a kid with no magic powers, and that's really embarrassing. Right, <laughs> but it, right, it's rare. But the other thing, so like I was saying, th- that line is thrown out that, like, oh, he might just get, you might get both powers. Like, you mm-hmm. could just be a late bloomer. And this is what I'm saying about the scene is you could get none, you could get one, you could get both, you might get none. And you do kind of believe going into this movie, if you, I guess if you haven't watched the trailers, because I'm sure they reveal it in the trailers, is like, I kind of... No, I remember believing that it's possible he doesn't get power. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, is you could, I came out of that scene being like, I could believe it. That could be what this movie is about. It's about a kid just like up, up, and away who doesn't have superpowers like his parents. Or I think I remember watching this movie and being like, or he's going to get like an off the wall power or something like he doesn't realize till the very end is a power. Like, yeah, they don't. Empathy. They don't. <laughs> Every male needs that power if you think about it. I wish they could all have that power. But, it, but the thing that gets me is they're not super clear. It seems kind of like Will does inherit the power. But a lot of people seem like they don't get the same powers to parents. Like, Layla mentions that her mom talks to animals. animals which is in the same family. Which, what, is it? How is plants... Plants and animals. That Those are two wildly different organisms. It's all hippies. And she doesn't, she doesn't talk to plants. Hippies. Oh, yeah, she's a vegetarian, by the way. Because her mom can talk to animals. And she doesn't like the... They don't they, like being they eaten. They don't like being eaten. Um, I'm just saying, it all feels very vegan. Like, they're all in the crunchy granola. Save the trees, yeah, yeah. save the animals. But then we cut down to Will's also, house. Also, Layla felt like a crazy fucking granola psycho when I watched this in 2005, and now I'm like, I believe everything she's saying. <laughs> Gotta save the planet. Oh, absolutely. Um, but then we come back to Will's house, and I think this is the sanctum. Sanctum. He yeah, shows yeah. them in the sanctum because he's going to tell to tell his dad. This is when he's finally like, "All right, the fucking cat's out of the fucking bag. I almost died." I'm boned. Yeah. yeah. No. So one. he's gonna tell his dad about not having powers. But then he's like, "Son." Let's go to the sanctum. Just the such secrets, a fun word to secret, say. No, the secret sanctum. Such a fun word to say. Yes. I wish I could say it some more. But he programs his hand into the little fingered reading pad. And this was also just a great silent bit where they go on the poles and Will goes to take a pole and he goes, no, wait, that's mine. Yeah. Take your mom's. <laughs> take your and he directs him to his mom's pole and they have to slide down little bat poles yes. into the sanctum. This was just funny because there's a pool table there. Yeah, I don't know why they needed a pool table in the secret sanctum. But then sanctum. he goes, and then a pinball machine. And I go, you fucking tell me you had a pinball machine? in your house for 15 years you <laughs> like, that from your kid let your kid use it that is a dick move it's such a dick move it is, it is I don't know if you noticed it is themed after them though it's a commander and Jetstream pinball machine like they're on the oh, pinball I didn't machine even notice that but like I said it's just kind of like two rooms connected by a hallway where like and he's and, and again this is how they play into the commander's character he's like well yeah here's all your mom's stuff it's all sciency and really well, like, he's kind and, of a himbo yeah and really important how we do our job but check it out here's all my trophies, trophies yeah. like that's what I'm saying I feel like the mom gets the shaft I feel like she's really the brains of this operation and he's just the muscle. Oh, you think? But this is important because again this becomes all very important later is he's showing him the various trophies they have from all the great battles his most prized of which being the pacifier from a villain called Royal Pain. Which is where he met his mom Jeff no, they went to the high school. Time, they went to high school together. This is the though. first time they fought together. Yes, that the first time they became a superhero team. And he's like, that's what she. And we see like a flashback where she blows through, and it's like, as soon as she blew through, I knew she was the one to marry. I wanted to marry. 
Will tries to touch it. She's like, it is my most prized possession. Let's not do that. And he's like, so what did you want to tell me, though? He goes, I'm going to kick, kick your butt, your butt out of pool. pool. And so they go and play pool. But then we cut to the roof. Because, it's, sitting on a because it's a 2005 teen story. Of course, they hang out I on I grew roof. up from an alien, on an alien planet and was only fed American teen movies to, like, no one in American teenagers. They all like, hang out on the roof. I would think that every kid spends, like, an inordinate amount of time on their own roof. Yes. I have never once hung out on my roof. and But kids in Disney Channel do it all the time. Mm. And Layla does, oh, trying to make a reference, but I don't remember what it is. Secret World of Alex Mack, where, like, the kid has the ladder into her room all the time. Is that that show? Mm, Clarissa explains it all. Damn it! Clarissa- I, was like, I was like, that's a puddle, but that's the puddle one. That's the puddle. Ooh, Ethan callback. Um, yeah. But she does that, but with a tree. She makes a tree grow so she can get on the roof. Which and- is, again, her using her powers for no purpose. Yeah, I don't think the situation really calls for that, Layla. Um, but she, they have a conversation. She's like, I tried to tell him, but he showed me the secret sanctum. Like, I couldn't She's basically him. like, again, Layla is the voice of the audience in this movie and mm-hmm. goes, how the fuck do you long think this is going to keep going on for? You need to tell your parents you don't have powers. And he's like, oh, but he showed me the sanctum. And then, again, there's another fucking weird line. He says to her, he's like, why are you on the sidekick track? You could have been a hero. You have an mm-hmm. amazing power. She's like, dividing people into groups like this, like, it's just so... I don't, I don't like labels, I don't man. like labels, man. She's like, pansexual. Whoa. I don't <laughs> think that's where they were going with that. If you think Layla is not pansexual... I mean, she's will-sexual. That's all we know. No, she is, she's into it all, man. I can <laughs> okay. tell. That's the thing about Layla. That's, that's where <laughs> oh, I think, God. That's where I think they're actually portraying for her kind of character kind of honest. Honestly, because she does contradict herself, which like all those people end up doing, you know, people that are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just like here to save the earth. And then like the organic shoes they're wearing are like $5,000 or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all like, like you, you can't be a bleeding heart perfectly all of the time and never be wrong and so she does contradict herself which is inevitable which is fine she's also very willing to contradict herself for the dick let's yes. be clear about that oh yeah yeah, I, yeah you know what situation does call for it she is open for business she's like the situation does call for it because i need to be with this boy i like, gotta get that boy much like myself she's willing to sacrifice all her morals um <laughs> for this complete loser but anyway she says like it's like dividing people into groups and then she's like what do you think this is and he's like high school Guys, like again with the same. We've all seen the Bratz movie. Yet another, (laughs) yet another bonus episode. We are yet to do. Love that movie. Then we cut to the next day, and we they start their hero support. Hero support. That is the official term for the sidekicks. Is the all the heroes? I really fucked that Boomer was using the term sidekick. Oh, because Boomer's a dick. Like all the all the hero kids are kind of dicks, being like a sidekick, but the term is hero support, which is kind of like I don't think this is the same, but it's kind of like treating the kids who are in like remedial English, being like you're in the stupid class, like. It's, yeah. it's it, like it's not exactly that because that's a real world equivalence of a fake thing, but it feels like. But I also feel like it's not it's not a one to one because yeah. like sometimes the stupid kids are the cool ones because they're like the jocks. It's like jocks and nerds. Even yeah, though, you know what I mean. Because but, but, it's more about physicality than it is about like them actually being smart or what class. Yeah, they're I guess so. That makes more sense. But we meet their teacher, who has been mentioned his name, Mister Boy. Who, Fucking hilarious. I wasn't a huge fan of his comedy, if I'm being honest. No, he, I just like the little jokes they have with this character. Yes, my right favorite now. thing about him is the quick changes. I. Love Love the quick changes. where he jumps down and then he'll pop up in the costume. So yes. funny. Um, and we learned that he was Will's dad's, that he was the commander side. It called All-American Boy. And also we learned that at graduation, basically the heroes get like their names and their colors. And then you're, the sidekicks are assigned to a hero and you just kind of have to go with their color scheme, whatever yes. they name you. Because um, Zach wants to be called Zack Attack, which is a terrible superhero name because it has your name in it. If you think about it, it's if like Batman's name was Bruce Man. Bruce Man. And so he basically goes over that he's going to teach them how, like how to 
do hero support and while he's going over all this interest stuff oh also he's also a deeply sad human being yes because because like will raises his hand and he's like i didn't know you were paired up with the commander and he's like um i was i worked with the commander excuse you i saved his life even which kurt russell does admit he says he saved his life he did save his we life we don't know how i feel like that I was on the cutting room floor i wanted that story i i also really wanted if he did have powers i really want to know what they were yeah and he goes yeah okay mr strong he goes wait Stronghold, your, your dad never mentioned me. There's, there's a great linger, so he's butt hurt, obviously, that his dad and the, his mom never talked yeah, about him. Yeah, not even, not even your mom. Not even your mom. And he goes, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I get it. I, they're very busy. Like, it's like, nor I'm should not, they. They're nor, too busy. Remin- they don't have, no, they, listen, line is, they don't have time flipping through scrapbooks that I took the that time was to make the, for him. That was the best part of his line. That's why I like that I took the time, <laughs> time to make for him. Then there's a huge fucking explosion. Oh, yes, we get Mr. Medulla. We almost got a Mr. Medulla. There's a huge explosion. And do you know who this guy is, by the way? Who is this guy? It's the voice of Pleakley. He's just oh. doing the voice of Pleakley from Lilo and Stitch. He's like, calm down, everyone. There was an explosion in the mad science lab. The term mad science lab is a hilarious joke in and of itself. Oh, yeah. It's that's a three-word well, joke. Well, whole class is that it's mad science. Uh, he's got a big brain, so his power is just like super intelligence, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, his head is massive. He's like, I'll restore the power, all that stuff. But this kicks into a montage of them doing their sidekick stuff. Their hero support stuff. Which is basically support, learning me, like, how to do utility belts. And like they're mm-hmm. like grappling from the ceiling. And then there's a point where on this, the fucking whiteboard, Mr. Boy yes. writes language, English language for hero support. And then in quotes, it's like, holy blank, blank, man. Which made me laugh out It's a loud. Batman Robin it's- joke. Fucking fucking. There's actually another good one where they reference where they're talking about the costumes. Like, it's, I think this is done so you don't clash with your superhero because Batman and Robin wear totally different colors. And then they're in their gym class, and their gym class is them yeah, they, quick they, change. They do the quick change, <laughs> which I'm sure they're not actually quick changing. I doubt no. they took the time to teach anyone how to do that. It's all trickery. But they're running and quick changing into their gym clothes, and he's like, "Run and pose," and it's so funny. But yeah, it's a really good, cute little montage. There's like a bunch of montages in this movie, and I think uh, I'll talk That's about my sign of good movie. I want. I'll four. talk about it more after the break, but. This movie has a really quick pace. It is only an hour and 40 minutes, which is only slightly longer than a DCOM. And I really felt, I think as a kid, you don't notice that because your time perception is different. But I really felt it in this movie. Like, I was really just like, man, this movie really doesn't give it's itself. Ripping. It's it, it, ripping. It's ripping. Yeah, but it, like, I just felt like this movie could have used a lot more time to expand some of its ideas and moments, I felt like. Uh, yeah, I felt like there was stuff that's on the cutting room floor. Oh, probably. Sure. But uh, he and his friends are at Will's house uh, doing their homework, and they're like arguing about how bum, what a bummer it is to be in hero support. And something, I, as much as we, I think we've talked about that Will is kind of boring, the thing that I like is that he is Ryder, he's here for hero support. Like, yeah. He's like, you know what? He's accepted his fate. He's like, I'm gonna give Until it Until my... he gets his powers and then he becomes a fucking dick. Yeah, a little bit. I, but I, it's I, all well and good when you don't have a dollar to spend. You get a few I 20 do... in your pocket and you become a different person. I do think they do a pretty good job of making it clear that it has Gwen influence but he does go along with it just a little too I much. Don't, I don't really want to make uh, excuses for someone who's just I'm pussy hitting the time for making, the past I'm not making 40 minutes excuses. I'm just saying they, they make the effort my to do point, it. I think my point with Will and what bothers me, and keep in mind I really like this actor and I think he's very good. I My problem with him is that he doesn't have a very distinct person personality yes outside of being the main character no yes and outside of being the son of famous kid mm-hmm. who's struggling with that and then pussy hypnotized yes those are like his two defining characteristics and i'm like i wish he had like anything like a sense of humor 
I would, I would even leave, I would live with something, like, easy, like, he's clumsy. Like, it just any personality yeah, he, trait, like, that he could have, like, that's why I think when you see later, honestly, like, War and Peace and Layla, like, they crackle a little bit more. Because, because they have more personality. Yeah. Like, like he, she has defined personality traits and Warren has defined That's why I'm saying I bought them more, I believe them more as friends than I, I did. I felt like them deciding to make it a romance kind of came out of nowhere, personally. But so, they're doing their homework, and yeah, Zach is all bummed that, like, he, because they're like, you have to give the hero a crossbow, and he's like, I have the crossbow why can't i just shoot it and he goes hey guys because we're here to support like that's what we're there to do we need to be our best at it and i was kind of like hell yeah will hell yeah um but I, that only gets reinforced a second because the commander comes home and he in full like, garb in full full costume and they're, and they're all like oh man it's so great to meet you sir you're such a premier this hero. is another thing though that i will say like you gotta spend money to make money folks and these costumes are not cheap as compared to the ones that are not bumping away. No, they do they, look good. They, like, otherwise, you can't put... I, you cannot put Kurt Russell in something that makes him look dumb. Oh, absolutely. And, like, these are silly, but they don't look as silly as, like, they the do, bumping away They costume. do look kind of like those popsicles you get around the 4th of July where they're, like... The, the firecrackers, yes. That's a very specific reference, for sure. Um, like, with the ridges? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, they do... I think they do work. I will say I don't really... Well, the only other really one we see is, like, Royal Payne's costume I don't really like. It's just kind of weird and cybernetic. I have things to say about that later. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. But I think his costume is really good. But he's, like, meeting all his, kid, his son's friends, and they're like, Hi, I'm Ethan. Because he just goes, What's your name? What's your power? And he goes, I'm Ethan. I'm Melt. I'm Zach. I glow. And his magenta. I shapeshifter. And he goes, and he goes like, oh! Shapeshifter. It's like that's more impressive. She's like into a guinea pig, and he's like, Ugh. and he's like, well, I'm gonna go make a sandwich. I'll talk no, to you guys. guys like, this is my favorite part of the movie that I just noticed this time. He goes, I make a mean tuna fish sandwich. Like anybody want one? And they're all like, no, no. And he goes into the kitchen where there's like a thing of Wonder Bread. Again, yep. they paid for this. There's like a thing of Wonder. Oh, Bread. I thought it was a, a joke, like Wonder, like a oh, superhero kind of thing. That's funny. Yeah. If it is, um, but there's Wonder Bread, and Kurt Russell is doing honestly some of his best work in the movie. He's in just making the sandwich in a superhero but okay, suit. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch, it's hard to watch because he is so dynamic when he's talking to Will in the scene. But throughout the entire scene, until he goes to the phone, he is making this tuna fish sandwich. And it is the most chaotically made sandwich I have ever seen in my life. You know how you would make a tuna fish salad sandwich and you would take the tuna and the mayo, mix those things together, and then put it on bread? This man is taking white bread, putting mayo on it, putting, I think, tuna on it, and then mayo on top. It is so fun. It's like mayo. you can tell that the director was just like, nobody's watching your hands, no, just no. keep moving them. So he's just slathering mayo like every five minutes. Like, the sandwich is 95% mayo. And I was like, the whole time I was watching... I was horrified he's going to have to take a bite of it at one point. I was like, please don't tell me the director's going to make him take a bite of that because he's made a disastrous mistake over there. Um, but to your point, I do think this is the best acted scene in the whole movie. It is, it both, is. Both from Kurt Russell and The Sun. They're great. Because he's like talking to, he's talking about, I was like, oh, they seem like a good bunch of kids, Will. And he's like, although I think uh, that Melty or the glowy kid is like, they must have really dropped the bar for heroes at school. Yeah, it's like they're low in their standards. And he goes, standards. oh, well, they actually, they're like sidekicks. And he goes, oh, that makes sense, of course. And he goes, they're all uh, sidekicks. And Kurt Russell is like, good for you. You know, like back in my day, my grandfather, which by the way, I don't think we mentioned it. Will is supposed to be a third generation here. Like his which dad. Which they briefly breeze up through. Yeah, but what I don't get is, isn't everybody technically like a hero? Like everyone's someone's that, kid with again, powers, that, I would that think. That falls apart under lightest examination. Um, but his dad, his grandfather was apparently kind of an a-hole like where he's like I, my if your grandfather had seen me hanging out with sidekicks he was he would, coded as a racist a little yeah like a superhero racist yes. <laughs> but he's like if he would have seen me hanging out with sidekicks i would have 
I, he would have blown a gasket, but a way to like, you know, work as a, a freshman, like, yeah. you know, that's like way to like not care what people think or blah, 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 blah. And he goes, uh, it's like, so you wouldn't have a problem if like, there's nothing wrong with being a sidekick. There's nothing wrong with being He's like, no, of course not. It's a valuable. He's like, I had a sidekick save, but save my life once, but he can't remember his name. Two things. He can't remember the sidekick's name, but he does say, save my life once. I had a sidekick. I want you to know that as Luke is doing this monologue, he's fake mayoing us because that's <laughs> what Kurt Russell is doing. Because I'm embodying the character. And this, it's one of those things where they're like, well, you gotta look busy as you're talking, so you like it makes sense that Kurt Russell doesn't realize what his son's trying to say to him. But like at that point, he's put so much mayo on this. I, yeah, I listen. I've done a lot of actor workshops in my theater kid days, and the one thing I've learned from all of them is actors love props because it gives them something to do with yeah, their, their hands. hands. And so I think Kurt Russell is just like, I'm gonna mayo this bread till the cows come home. He goes, hand me that mayo, and they give him a jar of Hellman's the size of his head, <laughs> and he's mayoing it for like fucking the entire scene. But he basically then we get to he's like, I am a sidekick, Dad. Like that's that's and, then, and Kurt Russell does some great acting, being like, who is who's a sidekick? Like like I just was making a sandwich. focusing on the mayo. Yeah, <laughs> it's just been like yeah, you know, sidekicks, whatever. Yeah, who's a sidekick? Who are you talking about? He's like I am in the sidekick course, and Kurt Russell gets so angry. He gets so and it's really good upset. acting. And he's just like no, he makes a joke where he goes, oh, Mr. Cope Sonic Boom, more like gym teacher man. Like the way that you would like shit on someone you went to school with for now like being a gym teacher at your school. Like it is so fucking. It's rude. It's rude, and he's looking like such an asshole. And then he breaks. He's like, I'm gonna call that favorite joke in the whole movie. Is this? This is the best joke. But I think this where Luke says like he's. I guess they they paid tuition. They say the tuition we paid, and they put my son in the side course. The phone. He breaks the and he opens a drawer, and there's just like ten phones in there. And I just started dying laughing after knowing that it was coming. It's incredible that joke. And he's like, No, you don't understand. I don't have powers. All I can be is a sidekick. And you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm happy to do it. I'm I'm happy. I'm proud to be here. Proud to be here. And I was like, Hell yes, Will. You, you you're not upset. You're not like this isn't my destiny. Like I'm supposed to be a hero. You're not like that. It's like this is who I am. This is what I do. Because he's clearly upset about it. But it's but very he, nice because when he, he walks it. into the the couch, like you can tell that the living room because they were screaming in that kitchen. Oh, yeah, all because, his friends are yeah, still they, there. They're like all looking over the uh, couch, being but like. But he oh, sits next, and again, Lucas, I swear to God, I'm worried about you in the open ocean. He sits next to Danielle Panabaker and she looks at him like she has never loved anybody more in her life because of what he just said about hero support. She like looks at him like fawningly and like smiles and then and that's the end of the scene. I didn't know and that. Luke didn't I did know that I was too focused on the Coca-Cola product place because he went to the kitchen to get some Cokes. <laughs> I think it's possible to both watch the mayo and the girl's face. Oh, also we should point out when the dad is freaking out and I think is something I they did put a good amount of effort into, he pounds the that, that and everything rattles. And everything jumps up. And I think that was done practically. It didn't look like CGI. It actually looked really I cool. I think they like popped everything up. It looked like it's a really good shot. But I think we should take a break here because here's the thing, everybody. I'm just going to spoil it before the break. The next scene is where he gets his power. Oh, yeah. I like, they needed time to let that breathe where he's like, no, I am here to support dad and I don't have powers. Deal with it. And, but then in the very next scene, he gets his power. So it's a little undercut. But let's give it the little break the movie doesn't give you. And we will be back after this bop of a song. <laughs>
Class is in session once again, everybody. Did you hear that bell? It means Ding the passing down. period is over. So before he does go back to school to get his powers, there is a scene... <laughs> to pick him up. He's just got to swing by and pick him up. We know what's happening, okay? But so there is this acute scene with the parents where they're in the sanctum together. And this is where Kelly Preston actually does get to do some Oh, that's now? Yeah. yeah, because it's before he gets his powers. And it's basically like them kind of being devastated. It's the dad being devastated. She's and just, fine. She's, she's like, he's a great kid. Power because the women are more reasonable and she's than the like, men. And she's like, what are we going to do? Drop him in a vat, vat of toxic waste? And he goes, and where would we even find a vat of toxic waste? And, <laughs> and Steve! And he's like, I'm just thinking. <laughs> Which is just like, there's good parent banter there. But then there's a, there is a cute little moment where Kurt Russell is redeemed. Because it's like, we don't have to be also so stronghold three, like the greatest superhero family that the world's ever made. You mean the greatest family the world's ever seen. We're still, the, still the stronghold three. He goes, and he can, can always into go, real estate. He can always go into real estate. Just so good. That's a great line. Now we're back at school. Now we're back at school. I think we're just in lunch already. And Will is walking through the, the cafeteria. cafeteria and Lash, who I now want to call Stretch because that's a better name, <laughs> reaches out his long, sleepy, stretchy hand and trips him. Yes. And he goes flying and his lunch goes flying and it lands, connects with Warren Peace's table. Yes. Who's sitting, I think he just like reads books in lunch. Hello. I don't think he yeah. even sits. He sits at his own tables, but that'll become important And later. he's like, all right, stronghold, like, you're going to fucking do this and you can do whatever you want, like throw food at me because you're a stronghold. Yeah. He's like, well, you think you're going to run this place? Which is weird to me because he's a sidekick. Like he knows he's yeah, a sidekick. Yeah, I don't know. Also, like, I didn't remember this, but it's the only way it makes sense. Is I didn't remember that Warren is technically older than him. Like he also has to be an upperclassman. He wasn't in power placement and everything. Oh yeah, he's older. So he's like, just like, you think you can run everything because you you're younger than me. <laughs> like what? And so he's like, gets in his face. We see his hands flame up, which looks good. It did. It, it actually, it for the solid. time period, it actually still looks pretty it good. It still looks pretty solid. And you know, your boy loves fire powers. Also, we haven't really described him after talking about everybody's visual look. He's always wearing like red and black and a leather jacket. And he has like red stripes. He has in red his stripes hair. in his hair. Think like he's got like, you know, bad boy Nico from Percy Jackson Ooh, energy. Sick Percy Jackson pull from Emma. Thank you. I don't know if I would describe Nico as a bad boy necessarily, but he is a but, dark he's a moody boy. Moody, but this guy he's also I gay. think Warren is inherently misunderstood. He is. So they get into a fight. But and Warren it's pretty one sided. It's pretty one sided because yeah, well doesn't have any freaking powers yet. And so he's climbing underneath a, a picnic table and Warren's just throwing fireballs walking along the top of it. Yeah, they're they're actually a great moment where uh, Layla goes to Mr. Boy, who's the only teacher running. He goes, Mr. Boy, do something. And he's like, I will. And he throws it out, whatever he's doing. And he runs out of the cafeteria. He's like, yeah, principal powers, principal powers. Yeah, he can't do anything. And also, by the way, I want to just say, it takes the principal 17 years to get there. She's a superhero. <laughs> she's a ball of light. Isn't that her whole thing? She can travel very quickly. She's This scene is so fucking long before the, superhero, the principal shows up. Basically, he... Keeps throwing beams fireballs. fireballs at him. And then he turns and he on... tries this... tries to, like, block it with a lunch tray and stuff like that. No, okay, yeah. Got it. Again, I'm just... one-sided. He's now under the lunch table. Yes. And um, there's not really much he can fucking do because he doesn't have any powers. But then Warren Peace, his friends try God, to stand every up... every time you say it, it's so good. <laughs> his friends try to stand up for him and he turns around 
And he turns on the sidekicks. So Zack and Magenta hero and, and hero support. And that's when Will gets the stay, like he gets protected. It's like, stay away from my friends. Like, don't hurt them. And then he lifts and he can lift the whole lunch table up and he's lifting up word piece. Someone goes, he's strong. For the trailers. And then he goes, I'm strong. And, and then, then Gwen goes, goes, he's, he's super, super strong. Because trailers. But also, it's just a really awkward shot of him just holding this lunch table for like way too long. It's just well, like. Don't worry. Then he throws Warren and Warren <laughs> Literally hits a fucking stone <laughs> concrete beam like a fucking ragdoll. I was like, yeah. that kid's dead. I was oh, like, that yeah, kid's yeah, fucking he gets, dead. He gets wrecked. He gets he wrecked. He gets absolutely wrecked. I was like, okay, fight over. I also love in this fight, by the way, as it goes on, the fire on Warren gets bigger and bigger. Like, it yeah, starts it in goes, his hands and it goes, goes up, up his, his arms. arms. So it's like, so like when he gets up from his fight, he goes like, and builds it up. It's like all the way up to his shoulders. It's really so good. So this fight keeps going. Mm-hmm. And it will like punches him through a wall that Medulla. This is also a great this subtle joke. Fucking joke. <laughs> Boomer and Medulla, the right. science guy, the mad science yeah, guy, yeah. are in the teacher's lounge, yeah. ostensibly. Yes. And the line is, Boomer's walking and he goes, what if I say it's not just her twin, it's her evil twin. And then Medulla goes, Friday night, she goes, oh, Medulla, you, you die! Because, like, Boomer's trying to get him to go out with this girl, but he needs to bring a friend for his twin, and so he brings, we're trying to bring Medulla. And evil. I didn't remember this from watching this movie in the past. You we, see that You get thing? to see the date, and it's really funny! But they, but freaking Will punches him through the wall, and, like, uh, Warren just gets out of the rubble and walks through it and they're still fighting and he grabs so the end of it is uh, that Layla throws yes, Layla in the does. fire extinguisher and he can't get it they're like pull the pin out like pull it they can't figure out how to operate so he just rips the top of it off which I don't know if that would work I feel like it's very important that it goes but through the but the principal hose. finally shows up after 45 fucking minutes of this fight scene but yeah she takes them to the detention room which is like this neutral white room neutralizes all powers that neutralizes another great joke here is Warren tries to use powers and it sounds like a lighter trying to ignite like, oh it's I like didn't the, hear it's that it's like a ch which doesn't make any sense mechanically, but that's what it sounds like. It's like trying to light a Zippo. And uh, she's like, you guys cool off here. And so Will tries to patch him. He's like, listen, man, whatever happened between our parents? Let's is, just, they move past it. Yeah, like, like let's, let's have, it's nothing to do with us. Come on, like. Clean slate. And he just goes like, I. If you come here, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, he's like, literally, <laughs> don't, don't, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. That's the only way I will accept peace with you. And Will's just like, whatever, fine. And so then he comes home. This fucking scene is hilarious. Oh, is she, we haven't really been talking about it, because, but I think it has been Revealed. The eye that the dad took in the first scene has is a, monitoring. Is them. monitoring them. It has a camera in it. The robot eye. And is the robot eye? I don't know if it's. It's not really stayed yet. But you kind of make out from their general aesthetic and outline that it is the same person we saw in the flashback. But Will comes home and he's giddy because he's like, and, and his parents powers today. are standing there in their glasses, but like with their arms crossed. The mom is pissed. Yes, and she's like, "Yeah, we know." The principal called, and he's like, "But." I got my powers. She's like, well, do you know how to use them responsibly? Oof. And so you can tell, like, even though he got his powers, the, the parents are like, you made an ass of yourself today, mm-hmm. and you're in detention. She's like, it wasn't that big of a deal, mama, blah, blah, blah. And Kurt Russell just goes, Sanctum. Sanctum now. now. It's good. God, we love this movie so much. And so he takes him down to the Sanctum. Uh, he like explains, like, well, Dad, it, it wasn't my fault. He started. And he goes, all right, that's good enough for me. No, no, like, no. He oh. literally goes, he's like, Will Stronghold. Oh, yeah. Come here. Come here. And he says that in front of the mommy, right? But he goes, come here. He's like, well, you're not mad. My boy is super strong. He like, can't be mad. And he's like, okay, if your mom asks, tell him I read you the riot act. And I took away your Xbox. And, they, and then Will goes, but I don't have an Xbox. And he spins a chair around. He, he goes, goes, Matt. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he gives him an Xbox. Uh, you don't get to see it's an Xbox. They didn't pay for that product placement, I guess. But then this is where we see that the, the camera is spying on them, is, is uh, viewing the thing. And uh, the general aesthetic of real paint, and there's a guy who's dressed like a... a creepy fucking court like jester. A, yeah, court jester. 
who like who talks like this. Which I and, guess makes sense. Royal pain. Yeah, that's what they're Chester. going for. And uh, there's like a bit where he will say something he thinks is funny, and then Royal pain like chokes him and he goes, "Uncle, uncle, uncle," which isn't that funny. But the thing that's caught me here, this is the first time I think you really hear when them the jester talk. also asks for an Xbox. That was a good. Joke. I thought Xbox paid for that. Uh, maybe they paid. Maybe I don't know. They just, we just don't see the physical boxes as Xbox on it. But uh, the thing that got me here, this is the first time we hear Royal pain really talk. And Patrick I, Warburton. And I was like, is that freaking Patrick, Patrick Warburton? No, I didn't remember the voice change. I didn't remember that that, that that was who that was. I just thought it was like a voice modulator. But so then when we cut back to school, Will is sitting in his psychic class. Excuse me. This in, is where in I realized his, that, they, that they change his hair. The second he gets super I, strength, he goes from having the 2005 mop cut to more of a coat, like a coif. How do I say that word? Quaffed? Quaffed. Like a, like more of a slicked back, kind of mirroring the way that Kurt Russell's hair looks. Yeah, I didn't movie. notice the mirroring, but I did notice how much his hair changes from scene to scene. But you're totally right. That's why they do that. But Will's just sitting in hero support, and Mr. Boy comes in and he's like, All right, guys, we got a lot to get through today. Except for you, Mr. Stronghold, you've been moved to the hero course, which. It's that, like, I get, I imagine someone had to have pulled a string to well, make Well, I mean, that. his parents, like, run the fucking school. That's what I'm pulling. Well, Nepotism is about. They, I mean, they, yeah, they run freaking hero society. But, like, I he, they, I don't know if anyone applied for that. He seems pretty surprised by it. Like, do they just decide? Because that has to happen before, right? Like, someone just. The dad did, called. Yeah, the dad called. The dad Let's called. just skip. Yeah, you're right. The dad called. Then he goes to the, mad science class. He goes to mad science class with Professor Medulla. And he. They're learning how to make rays. Which, hang on, no, it's not, it's not here yet, but there's another great line in this class he goes well i don't have a partner for you but you can sit with my teaching assistant which, which what would that what, happen what, in high school but, well not only teaching assistants are a thing i guess but it's not someone who goes to the school well also like yeah there's also not tas in high school well yeah yeah i i mean i'm sure there's some weird preppy high school that has them but it's not so i don't think it's, it's a some, graduate student in college would be taing an undergrad class i'm just saying i'm sure there's some stuck up academy that has a ta I, that's, that's not the point and it's gwen is the, is the main thing and he needs he has to build a freeze Ray and he can't really figure it out. Gwen's trying to help him, but this is my another one of my favorite lines. Is Medulla is going around and checking everybody's progress. To one kid, he goes, "You confuse rays with beams." D minus, <laughs> and I was just like, "Like it's such a." I don't know why it got me, but just like you confuse rays with beams. D minus, it's so good. Um, but she sees Medulla coming, and she like some lightning shoots Waves out of her, her hand. Waves her hand, some lightning shoots out, and it just assembles perfectly into like a little gun and he shoots it at a student which is crazy that you can do that at this school also he didn't make that himself he doesn't know what, it, what it's gonna do fair and he freezes someone perfectly and he's like a miss grayson please allow my students to pass or fail on their own and this is where we get learned that gwen's power is that she's a technopath that she can control technology, technology which is a cool idea for a power. Cool power i don't think you see that very often this is where i did have the note she does look noticeably older than him and i don't know if it's them trying to make her look older or trying to make him look younger but he just he looks like a fresh and she looks like a senior. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. But so he, they all go to lunch next and he's sitting with Gwen and Penny and a couple other kids that we don't know. And his sidekicks come up. But the table's mostly empty and he's like, hey guys, come on, we're gonna sit over here and they're all like, cool man, great. And Penny multiplies multiplies and takes all the seats and she's like, sorry, you'll have to move somewhere else. We're full. Yeah. And, and they walk away, and she says, and we're not running a loser outreach program here. Yeah, and Gwen's like, I'm sorry about Penny. She's a little stuck up. Like, that's just how she is. And, and like, 
Emma is right as much as I'm saying it's Gwen influencing that like he should be like okay well F Bye, you like, like, it, like uh, you definitely just, just hurt their feelings so I'm gonna go now as Emma said I think that's my problem with the whole thing he's pussy hypnotized but she's not even doing a good job like she's like visibly a bitch to like his friends like, like you know what I mean like you should at least start off sweet or at least be sweet to their faces and then a bitch behind their back like even later on at the party she's like a bitch about them to his face like she's not even doing a good job yeah, of but fighting that's, yeah but that's the last straw for him is when when he Oh, the last chapter he takes her to the sink to well, no, the same thing. No, but I'm saying is I think at this point, and as we see her kind of hit, have her kind of shove him away from her, she's trying to put on some kind of airs of just. But being I'm like, saying she's not even doing a good job. She's not. She's not doing a great job from us, is what I'm saying. But there is an attempt. But then once she finally totally drops the curtain, just be like, "Your friends are stupid. These are the cool friends." And then he's like, "Okay, f you. You're wrong. Bye." So I think that I wasn't totally against Will, but you're right. It could have been done better. Then it's uh, I, I think it happens after lunch is they he finds. Speed and Lash have Ethan and Zach in the loggers. I love the way that Luke just fucking chops the romance out of this oh, movie. God. Like he doesn't even. He's like he's like that. He's like that came out of nowhere that they were in love with each other. And I'm like, yeah, because somehow you have skipped over every note that has to do with it. So she he comes up to. Um, oh, is that oh that that's before? Yeah. I did have that note. Because then that, they meet up with Lash. Uh, oh, you're right. There, he he comes around. You're right. I did have a note about this scene. I just thought this. So first. he goes up to Layla's locker. And he's like, Layla, I'm sorry. That sucked. Like she that was really mean of them. And she's like, oh, no, like, it's fine, whatever. And he's like, no, like, let's see. Like, let's let's get dinner or something. He's like, let's, let me make it up to you. Let me make it up to you. Let's do dinner tonight. Paper lantern, 8 p.m. He, she goes, but you hate Chinese food. Which, what kind of monster hates Chinese food? <laughs> Sounds so good right now. And he's like, no, but you like it. Like, kind of being like, yeah. but it's your favorite, whatever. And she's like, okay. And you can tell she's visibly excited at this. this and she says, about paper lantern, 8 p.m. And, and I wrote the note, men in movies only make plans to stand up the platonic female <laughs> friend who was in love with them. Yes, paper yeah. lantern isn't happening. I can tell you that right now. Um, the second a man gives you a place and a time and a movie and you're his platonic female friend, he will not be there. But also, I also wrote, my note about this, he was, shouldn't he apologize to everyone? Like, I know he and Layla are the closest friends, but isn't it kind of dick move to be like, hey, I know you guys were all really embarrassed and I feel bad about it, but I'm only going to do anything to help her out. It just came off a little bad to me. But um, then they run around and they see yeah, Lash while, while they're in this conversation. Lash, slash? Lash. <laughs> slash from, from, from her guns and roses. The hash slinging. The slash bringing. Um, but yeah, Ethan comes around the corner and is like, Will, and Lash grabs and pulls back and shoves, trying to shove him in the locker. And he, like, intimidates them into letting him go. And he, Zach is already he's in there. He's got glo- strength now, so he's sticking up for the yeah. side. And kicks. Zach is glowing in there, so they make him release Zach, which is a good bit. And he's like, "You got to leave my friends alone, man. Like, or, like well, you're not always going to be around to protect them." And then he's like, "I'll tell you what. I think Zach and Ethan do most of the talking. Zach here. and Ethan do this. They do both. Of, they do most of the talking." Of like, Will's gonna kick your butt at Save the Citizen, and if he does, you have to leave us alone for a whole year. And if he doesn't, you can flush Ethan's head in the toilet every day for the rest of like so high graduation. School. So graduation, and Ethan's like, what? Well, which is a the thing they celebrated that they give swirlies because, like, okay. I do want to touch about this real quickly. Have you ever heard of any, anyone genuinely getting a no, swirly? I, that's a thing that only happens in television, right? Like, does not happen in real life. Yeah. Also, ostensibly, this is a, my one screenwriting problem with this whole thing. Those should not have been the stakes. The stakes should have been way higher for Will personally. Like, I don't care if that kid gets a swirly for the rest of the school. You oh know? no, it's an entire excuse just to have an action scene. You're that's all it is. But it's like if you wanted me to care a little bit more, those stakes should have been a little bit higher. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, totally. So he says, guys, no freshman has ever won Save the City. 
Citizen. I love the Save the Citizen sequence. Um, and they those two are undefeated. I have no chance. And they're like, hey, you'll figure it out. So we go to Save the Citizen, and what it basically is... These stunts are actually cool, too. They're pretty cool. It, it definitely it went by too quickly, honestly. I would have liked a little more time spent on this game. Because what it is, is there's like a big pit with like a spikes and chainsaws or whatever. And they have a dubby dangling over the spikes. And Go, your, help me, help me. And your goal is like two students are the villains, two students are the heroes. And your goal is to incapacitate the villains and save the, the citizen. citizen. Which they say you have to incapacitate them and then do it. But I would kind of think it's like one or the other. You either have to incapacitate them or save them. But it just seems like, because it seems like they're trying to do both. I don't know. How but, would you save them if the villains could just grab them back and put them back in the spikes? I guess that makes sense. I, I in that from that angle. But it just seemed like there were two win conditions, incapacitate or rescue. No, you have so that, to Because that gives you more. They could kill them in a different way. I guess, or you get them out. This, that's more of a My Hero Academia thing, I admit. I'm giving, I'm giving into my pre-existing knowledge of that show. But uh, they kick somebody else's ass at the game. They, like, throw them in a dumpster. Yeah, they fucking... And, those kids get and, bodied. And, and Boomer's running it, and this is the line I'm going to talk about. Yet again, like, like, I will say, like, could they give these kids some fucking helmets? No, they're the in full body gear. pads. Yeah, they're so in weird. full body pads, heads completely exposed, as they're being run into steel beams. Yes. But as I mentioned, Boomer's running the thing, and he goes, all right, Lash and Speed, you guys are still the champions. Champions. Do you want to be heroes or villains this time? And they go, villains, because he talks like that. And he goes, surprise, surprise. And then they get to pick who they fight. Yeah, which makes no fucking sense. Because then you would just pick all the sucky kids. Like, you know, when they're undefeated, this yeah, is a squad. Fascist. But, this, but they pick Stronghold and War and Peace. Which is a smart which, fucking call. Which is a good call. They're going to have to work together, and they're like fire and ice. They, well, no, there's, there is two characters who are specifically <laughs> fire and ice who have a very cute moment at the end for kind of, that's really out of nowhere, but I did enjoy it. But yeah, they got all suited up in their pads and, they st- and this is going to be really hard to describe without watching it. So we need to just hurry through it. Basically, they're trying to save the citizen. It is hard at the beginning because number one, which Layla points out when he enters into this contest, you don't really know how to use your powers Yeah, he's, he's like he's a day in. He's not great at being super he's strong. He's not GURPS? <laughs> I can't talk. Um, he's not great at being super strong and it's they're getting their asses kicked originally. Yes. Number one, because neither of them can get a clear shot at speed who's just running like a fucking mm-hmm. daredevil over the thing. I, I did really like that Lash tries to wrap up Warren and then he's just like, you idiot, and lights himself on, on fire. fire and then lights Lash on fire. I was like, yeah, of course. And Lash is like, ow, my hands. It's like, yeah, he has fire on yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's his one thing. The best moment of it all, which we saw his dad do this in the flashback, is when he punches the ground so that's and all he, the floor. So he starts to get some traction finally. Is yeah. He realizes because they can't get any traction with speed. So, that's good. Traction with speed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they can't get any traction anywhere because speed's running so fast that Warren can't hit him with a fireball and Will can't punch him because all yes. Will can do is really punch. Yeah. So he, Will, slams the floorboards, which trips speed up. Mm-hmm. He goes falling. Then they're somehow able to get Lash and they like tie Lash up in a knot around we a We have all his, his arms. So now they're just really dealing with speed. And what happens is Warren Peace is over there and speed is back in the fucking game running around him in like really, really fast circles. And it's clear that Will should just be able to jump and save the citizen. Right, but... Lash is incapacitated. But Emma, I thought you said they had to incapacitate the villains before they could save the citizen. I think that that's how the rules work, and I don't know what saving the citizen... Then why would he try and save the citizen if speed wasn't incapacitated? I don't know, but they were setting it up like some fucking choice. (laughs) I'm not... I'm not... Shut the fuck up! I'm saying that's what the movie is doing. Okay, fair enough. Because I don't think he should... So Warren is dying. Yeah, basically, they're... (laughs) What I'm saying is Warren is kind of in danger and an announcer is like, oh yeah, he's creating a vortex there's no oxygen no, no oxygen no fire it's because he's running so fast around him but you can see Warren's like gasping for breath because there's not any oxygen and they set up this like fucking Harry Potter Cedric Diggory Triwizard Cup thing where Will could go for the citizen which I don't think he should do because Speed's 
still there and he can put the citizen back. So if that's how the game works. But they're if that's how the game works. But they have it set up where he's like looking at the citizen, looking at Warren, and then he decides to save Warren, runs over, incapacitates speed. Well, what's weird is he just reaches and picks him up, and then speed is like still running, which I guess if you're running in circles, you're probably pretty dizzy. So he probably was just like, I just gotta keep running to make this work. And he just runs into the pole where Lash is, and then he's incapacitated. And, I was and like, then he takes Warren. This was a cool part. Yes, he no. takes Warren and will throws Warren at the citizen, like horizontally, and he reaches out, saves the citizen, and they win. Yes. And everybody, like... The every, crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. They, like... L- l- Pussies are throbbing. <laughs> there's girls running onto the court. <laughs> oh, I hate the word throbbing in that sentence. But, like, Gwen comes up and, like, raises his hand like he's a champion. I think they try and do the same with Warren, but he's like, get that off. <laughs> like, he doesn't, doesn't want it. And, like, his side, his hero support friends are all like, hey, Will, look at us. Like, we're cheering you on, too. And he doesn't look at them. And I was like, are you really butthurt about that? There's, like, a million people around him. Then he goes home. And his... Mary Elizabeth Winstead is there. Correct. Surprise attack at his house. Yes. Classic. And she's like, I know you're going to study another night, but uh, something, something I have to do tonight. She, I'm sorry. She did offer to be his tutor because he's so bad at mad science and she's really good at it. But um, she has to do it tonight? She has to do it tonight because she can't do it the night they set, uh, decided upon previously. So she just showed up at his house and was hoping they could make it. And his time. parents are there and she's like, and they're like, well, only if you stay for dinner. Yeah, she's charming them. By being like, oh, I'm head of the homecoming committee and I'm a hot senior that's interested in your son. And his dad is like, yes, of course, my son deserves all the There's hot There's a seniors. great moment where they cut. So he's, she's like, yes, of course, I'll stay for dinner. And then they cut to the dinner and she's like telling a funny story that the parents are just like enthralled with where she's like, and then we're out there and, and she goes, I can only change the weather. I can't change a tire. And then I go, well, can you at least make it stop raining? And the parents are like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, like she's telling like a superhero hilarious antidote, which I thought was really funny. And Anecdote. Anecdote. God, Emma, you're gonna. This is God, such a weird through line of this podcast. You cannot pronounce that word. Whatever. And so then they are kind of trying to dig into her background a little bit. And this was a great moment from Kurt Russell. She was like, oh, are your parents, like, which one of your parents is super or whatever? What are their parents? She goes, oh, dad went inactive a few years ago. And Kurt Russell kind of makes a joke, like, oh, it lets mom do all the work then. And then she goes, oh, actually, mom passed when I was a baby. And Kurt Russell spit takes Because he needed room in his mouth for his foot is basically what happened. <laughs> Which is like such a weird thing to do at like a serious moment, but it's kind of hilarious because you can tell he's so embarrassed of what he just said. He goes, <laughs> and spit takes back into a mug, which cracked me the fuck up. But I think that these, all these scenes are intercut where we see- Lay the paper lantern. Lay the paper lantern. By herself, he stood her up because Gwen. Because oh, I guess Gwen, 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 Gwen. when I heard him make those plans, I definitely thought he was going to follow through with that. <laughs> and she's just waiting. Like a waitress comes up and she's like, "I'll just give him a few more minutes." Um, and she makes a flower die. Yeah, which again, <laughs> it was in a vase. It was doomed <laughs> anyway. Um, then there's a scene of them looking at a yearbook, and this is maybe the more for heavy-handed foreshadowing that we get. When we look at a picture of Mary Elizabeth Winstead while we're sitting with Mary Elizabeth Winstead? (laughs) Well, no, because she has glasses on. So as we know, in in the universe, it's the ultimate disguise. But no, it's not only that. that They're like looking back and he's like, they're looking through the dad's yearbook. And it's like, oh, Coach Boomer, look how crazy he looked back then. He had a mullet. He had a mullet. And then like they see Baron Battle. He's like, yeah, classic, real bad customer, you know. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, there's Sue Tenney. I don't know. Fucking weirdo. Like they call her out for no reason is the thing. I don't know what happened to her. Yeah, she she disappeared before graduation. I thought she was maybe doing evil shit. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, like I was like, why would you? bring that up if it's not gonna matter. We heard she might have been recruiting supervillains or like smoking in the bathroom. Moving Yeah, on. she did. That was a great joke. What the fuck was the that? Mom's like, I heard she was smoking in the girl's bathroom and I was like, whoa, that was okay. But what's weird is just, you know, the best fucking part of this is when they talk about Baron Bottle and he goes, and he's like, Baron Bottle? Baron Battle. And he goes, and I, are you just gonna fucking pinpoint every word I say? Cause I will leave. <laughs> 
um, when he's talking about Baron Battle, and he's like, and he stole the lead from me. And oh, like, God, I forgot about that. That was so good. That and was... then the wife goes, and you deserved it, honey. It should have been you. Oh, well, I mean, to be fair. About the lead in Oklahoma. It was so I think I, I mean, if, if he's talking about Judd in Oklahoma, that is more of a villainous role, so he probably I get why he would have gotten that. But I, that is an amazing joke. And what's funny is... The thing is about this scene is that it's totally unnecessary because the yearbook comes back later and Will thinks to look in it for totally separate reasons. Like it just you just need to establish that the dad that like, exists. That and it then exists. He goes like it. could have been like the dad like pulls it out and is like, oh, let's go through my old yearbook, and the mom's like, oh no, no one wants to see all those pictures or whatever. When he goes through later, you do see he goes through like all the clubs or whatever, and there is pictures from their production of Oklahoma, and it's really effing funny and good attention to detail. But I don't care about that because the best scene happens right now because she's sitting at Paper Lantern. She's like the last. Couple customer in the place she's eating she's got like an egg roll or whatever on her plate it's a really small plate too like i don't know what chinese restaurant I, every chinese restaurant i've been to loads that shiz up you don't go home hungry where is this going and who stumbles up to her table but warren peace with his hair back and a ponytail yes guys he's never looked better. he's also in like a, a cutoff a cutoff thing he's he's turned on the smolder let's be honest he's this guy and that is, is like not sig- a fire this guy joke. is like significantly older than i am so uncomfortable saying this like i thought he was so hot in this movie i mean this scene specifically I remember literally being in love with this guy, specifically in the scene, he has his hair pulled back where he looks so much hotter, and then at one point, he takes his little finger... And he lights a candle yes. with it? And it is the hottest thing well, no, ever I, put to film. You can't also skip over the great line of he's like, do you want me to heat that up for you? And she goes, we're not supposed to use our powers outside school. And he's like, I'm just, just going to put, put it in, it in the, the microwave. microwave. <laughs> See, he has like a winking humor yes. that like Will has absolutely none of. Like, he kind of has this little like, ba-da-ba-bee-bop where she's like, I'm just gonna, he's, kind of, he's kind of like winking and like making jokes where like I was just gonna put it in in the microwave. I was I literally wrote down I was like he's funnier than Will. And then he does this thing where he really like first of all listens to her, yes. which no one else has done this whole mm-hmm. fucking movie. He sits down at the table and is like, "What's going on? You're in love with Stronghold." And she's like, "Is it that obvious?" And he's like, "Yeah, everybody knows except for Luke, the co-host of this <laughs> podcast." Will. Um, he does this thing. He says this like inspirational quote about true love. I feel like every bit we're just saying, oh, what a good bit. She goes, that's really, that's really deep in my eyes. He goes, and your lucky numbers are It's in a fortune cookie, which is a fucking funny bit. He has more personality than that (laughs) piece of sandpaper. That's the main And I don't know if it's the, like, there's a vaguely romantic lighting in the paper lantern. They have. And there's, there's a weird. Palpable There's a palpable chemistry between them. And And basically this is where she gets him to agree to take her to homecoming. No, that's later. Oh. Um, and also, like, I know there's more of a fire and ice thing before it happens later, but, I mean, there's a fire and plant metaphor. Like, <laughs> grass is weak to fire. If this was um, a fan fiction that any woman wrote, the main characters would have been Layla and Warren. Like, <laughs> and he would have been the bad boy that she turned good, that discovered a heart of gold. Like, he would be the Edward Cullen of this movie. Anyway, Will walks Gwen Grayson home, and... Her dad answers the door. Well, no, he, she's also... Before the dad was there, he's like, by the way, I don't have a date for homecoming. I'm just waiting for the right person to ask. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, she's like, you, Will, I was waiting for you, you to ask me, me to homecoming. And he's like, yeah, sure, let's do it, let's go. And then she leans in to kiss him, and her dad opens the door. Like, she goes immediately inside, and then he goes, Are, Are you a boy with the six arms? And he goes, no, sir, just the two. And he goes, all right, we'll keep them to yourself. <laughs> and then she goes inside, he closes the door, and then Will starts to walk away. And then she comes back out and kisses him on the cheek, and then goes inside. I don't. They don't ever actually kiss, no, right? No. Um, they say they made out later, but I guess that was off screen. No, they do kiss in the sanctum. That's how they distract him. Oh, yeah, him. you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, and this, I never, this scene is always confused. Me, even when I was a child, I can't wait to see what 
really is, confused about. It's probably going to be someone professing their love for someone. He is like Yahoo, and he does a big super it jump. It looks like he flies. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a super jump because, like, sometimes characters who have super strength can super jump. Like, the Hulk and Superman can do a super jump. But his dad doesn't ever do that, really. I mean, he jumps up high, I guess, when he smacks the ground. That's what I was explaining. But I as. think it's kind of a foreshadow Hints. that he also can fly. He does. Spoiler alert, he gets both powers. Hey, guys, he can fly. He can fly later. It all, But only for, like, five seconds total this movie. Because, again, this movie is just, you gotta make that hour 40, baby. So now we're back at school. Or no, we're gonna waiting for the bus. Yeah, he comes... I... Okay, this is my favorite Layla scene by far. Well, Layla's hair looks the best in this scene that it ever has. Sure. It's in little buttons. But he comes up and he's like, yo, Layla, my best friend, you're not gonna believe what happened last night. And before I can get into it, she just holds up a fortune cookie, as which is the most dramatic thing imaginable. Felt right to me. And no, I'm saying in a good way. And then Layla was listening to Taylor Swift's Red all night. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, great, I love these. I was like, wait, you hate Chinese food, but you love fortune cookies? What is the logic there? And also, there? are you... Fucking dumb. You still have No, he, he falls right into the trap and he takes a bite he, and then he pulls the paper out of his mouth, which I, that's a crazy way to eat a fortune cookie in my opinion. <laughs> that was <laughs> And he pulls Break it out. It open and first, I, and I don't remember exactly what the writing is, but it's very relevant to their situation about like friendship. It's like you stood up a friend. Yeah, basically. And I was like, I absolutely love the drama of Layla preparing a relevant fortune cookie for him to eat Listen, beforehand. I love how like, you're like, oh, I love this. Ha 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 ha. If you think that I at 16 wouldn't have done something just as fucking weird. Um, but, but for the record, Layla, not mad. Warren... She's pretending not to be mad. No, not yet, but she's... Warren has convinced her to confess her love to Will. Oh, yes. So she's like, Will, I have something I really wanted to talk to you about. And he's like... She's gonna ask him to homecoming. Yes. And he's like, so do I. It's about homecoming. And he's, she's like, so is my thing, but you go first. And he's like, I'm going with Gwen Grayson, the hottest, coolest girl in Sky High. Isn't that great? And she's like, yes! And all the trees die. <laughs> <laughs> and then a plant monster bursts from the ground and tears Will's head off. Um, she's like, yes, that is so cool. I'm so happy for you. And Daniel Vandermaker does do a pretty good job of just like quiet rage. And Simmering quiet sim- female yeah. rage. Then they get on the bus shows up, they get on the bus, they're all buckled in and you know, going like 170 miles an hour because it's all old Pat to them now. Yeah, old now Pat they're not old, screaming. It's old Pat. Um, he goes, oh yeah, wait, by the way, what was your thing about homecoming? And she goes, homecoming? I'll have a date too. And he's like, oh great, with who? Who asked you? She's like, with who? And he's like, yeah, who asked you? And she goes, or in peace and he and like we don't see his reaction there we cut to the school and he's like war and peace he's like my number one enemy How here's you... the thing I gotta say I about got, this I, I do want to give the one great line when did you guys even meet start hanging out and she goes last night paper lantern 8pm and then she storms away it was call great call me up again is to break me like a promise motherfucker <laughs> chilling all fucking looking ass like I she was not about it also I fucking just have to say it guys who don't want to date you always have some big issue oh, when Lord. you start fake dating their arch nemesis <laughs> on purpose. I've done it many times. How many men? Why are you twice doing? a semester? Why are you dating so many men with arch nemesis? <laughs> because I haven't, I haven't had an arch nemesis in the eighth grade. But so yeah, she storms off. So then at lunch, she goes and sits down with Warren. It's like, so here's the thing. I couldn't ask Will to homecoming because he's going with Gwen. So I had to make something up and I told him I'm going with you. And he goes, no, you're not. I am not doing that. She goes, please. He goes, wait, wait, wait. You're just doing the semester stronghold, right? And she's like, yeah, essentially. Like, I'm trying to make him jealous. And he goes, all right, that sounds fun. He's like, that sounds fun. Let's do that. Um, But a great bit that I love here is... I like how the people start joining the table. Yeah, she sits down. And then 
Magenta and, and Zach. And Warren Keys is like, I sit alone. This is my thing. Yeah, this is my thing. No one sits at this table. Ethan and Magenta come over. And she's like, I need to check your homework with you. And then Ethan's like, oh, we're sitting at the cool Warren Peace table now. And he's like, okay, this sucks. I need to get out Warren of here Peace now. Warren is like, no. Before he goes, he goes, by the way, I'm not renting a tux. And then he leaves. Also, I don't think we've necessarily seen it as much right now. But Zach is very into Magenta. And he's constantly like well, trying to relate to her. No, nothing is funny. Because it's just this great duality where like he's all sunshine and, and puppy dog. It's, and she's like a goth girl. It's kind of like um, uh, Chris Pratt and Audrey Fox. I was about to say Andy and Nancy and April and Parks and Rec. Someone like, will die. Oh, fun! Yeah, it's like that vibe. And they cut to a scene outside of the school. And uh, she, Magenta goes, you can just hear them. It's kind of ADR because they're pretty far away. But Magenta goes, homecoming's stupid. And he's like, yeah, totally. She goes, I think I'll go. And he's like, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so desperate. It's really good. Um, but yeah, so there's a couple scenes of like Gwen pulling Will along in a, a leash away from his friends and being and like... You, and Daniel Panabaker is like going out to War and Peace and like trying to hold his hand and he's burning her hand. Yeah, and she goes, hey cutie. Like, they're doing a full like almost full fake relationship and then she's like, ow, and he goes, don't call me cutie pie. <laughs> but then it cuts to Will's house. She's tutoring him again. He's like, I'm, I need to help you. Your mad science final is coming up and I need to make sure you can build a freeze ray blindfolded which is actually what she's... I thought that was a metaphor. Like, you're, No, she you're, makes it She makes it do a blindfolded but she is helping... It's a phone call. Yes. She's helping from him. From Penny and Penny's having a freak out. Great joke that you can't understand all of Penny talking because there's like seven pennies. She's like, I can't hear you with all of you talking at once. Basically, Penny's freaking out about something with homecoming because as we know, Gwen is the president of the homecoming committee and she will not let you forget it. And basically, there's something... Oh. They need a place to meet? They need a place... There, there's something happened. Yeah, they need a place to meet. It's all BS. But the thing we did forget is at dinner, she tells the commander in Jetstream that they want. she wants them to come to homecoming as the guests of honor to receive the Hero of the Year Award. I don't know why a school is in charge of giving that out. Apparently, or to why be, a student would be in charge of asking. To students. be fair, it is clear to me that it is a award Gwen invented. Yes, it's something she's totally made up. But why anyone wouldn't be suspicious that that's a thing that happens, I don't know. But so yeah, she needs to plan this whole ass thing. So she's like, "Oh, they need a place to meet. Do you think they could all come over here?" And Will's like, "Oh no, my parents are out on a mission. Like, we're not supposed to really have anybody over." She's like, "Okay, I just wanted to spend some more time with you, but I guess I'll have to go deal with this crisis." And he goes, "Well, you know, if it's just like a couple people." And then cut to because his parents are out of town saving the world. Yeah, I said they were on a mission. Oh, I didn't know. But then cut to a 2005 teen party, baby. Boom, boom, boom. There's soda everywhere. But it's also I forgot she throws this full ass party. But yeah. Like, oh, I didn't forget this. This is this. There's, was a, but it's like a cool superhero party because people are like stretching up and down the stairs and like there's like a big thing of soda that Will like picks up. With, like, yes, there's a guy with laser vision who shoots into like a diamond to make like a laser beam effect on the city. A dude grabs a slice of pizza and climbs on the walls. He's like, you're getting cheese on the walls, Rob. Also, Mary Elizabeth Winston in this movie rocks a pink halter like it's nobody's oh, she, business. Oh, yeah, her, she always wears pink. She's That's always her. in a pink, and it's also usually a halter top. But this is like a really long scene. And it's also super weird because Will goes up to me like, how am I going to clean my house after this when my parents get home? And then she pulls him into a, a, like her his dad's office and she's like, Listen, what is this really about? And it's like, he's mad that you threw a party in his house. What are you talking about? And then he also says, this is why I'm saying she does a bad job where he's like, I think I needed to like tell my friends, like my sidekick friends, like that I'm having this party. Like, I think we can invite them. And she's like, do you think they would really like have fun here? Like would they really mix with this group? It's like all heroes, like the whole hero class. Like I don't think they'd feel a little bit awkward. And he's like, no, I think they'd be fine. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even easily convince him of that. No, no, yeah. She does do a bad job. Yeah, they're having this intimate conversation. She puts, like, an arm around him. And then Speed opens the door. 
and it's like, whoa, excuse me, even though they weren't kissing. <laughs> um, and she's like, I wish there was somewhere private, private that we, we could, could talk. Go. I'm like fluffing my hair as I'm doing her lines. I'm really trying like to. You were, like you were making an invisible sandwich and you were doing. <laughs> exactly. I'm really getting into these roles. And then he's like, Bleh. and then we cut to them in the secret Santum. Sanctum. Thank you. Sanctum. Santa uh, lives there. Santa is <laughs> a superhero in this world. Also, like, she doesn't even have to try. No. That's why I'm saying this kid fucking sucks. Like, she's like, I just wish there was somewhere a little bit more private. He could have been like, my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he's immediately, I thought she was going to lay it on a little thicker. Like, don't your parents have some place we could go that's, like, private? Also, I'm sorry, but you you got to pull him out of the party to make out. Otherwise, yeah. like, he's not going to go all or nothing on this one, which is kind of implied, I guess. But they didn't go. If they had gone in for the kiss, I would have bought it. Yeah, like, they didn't even But she just put our arm on him. But, like, if she was like, oh, I really wish we had a place where we could make out, he'd be like, oh, secret sanctum for two, please. Yes. I would buy that. So they go to the secret sanctum. They make out. They make out. And, and then you see speed. Yes. I don't, I guess he's quick enough that he got into the secret sanctum. He just fell behind them. Yeah, but how did he get down the pole super fast? That doesn't, his feet wouldn't touch the ground. Think about it. But everybody's getting ready for homecoming. Or no, 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 it is homecoming. Excuse me. No, fuck off. They go back Oh, God, you're right. Oh, my God. They go back upstairs. I'm sorry, I I skipped my notes. I I do really really sound like I'm trying to skip the romance stuff. No, I've just skipped a place in my notes. I've actually done a a Snyder cut of this movie where he's edited all of Daniel Panabaker's scenes out. I do have these. I just, I keep moving in my notes to see what's coming next, and I I keep skipping them. Layla walks into the party because we're supposed to live. I think they live right next yeah, door. Yeah, she lives next door. So she walks. She's the, the girl next door. Clearly, uh, army all. <laughs> and it's a larger metaphor for something. Um, but so she walks in clearly because she can hear this fucking rager. <laughs> and um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead goes up to her and like fucking old yellers her. She just to her she face. annihilates and, her. And she's like, "Hey, bitch!" Like, I, and I'm really like, I'm kind of exaggerating, but I'm not really sure. Her lines are literally like, "Yeah, everybody knows you're in love with Will, and he's not into you. He's into me." You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> told me you suck. Get out of here. And like, nobody wants you here. And then yeah. she literally goes, but it's just so fucking weird. Okay, yeah, I get it. Um, And if you could just see Will, could you please let him know that I never want to talk to him again? I'll pass along the message. I'm like, that message is not getting passed along. Um, And then Will walks up and is like, hey, Layla. Glad you can make it. What's and up? Like, he's totally unaware of the shitstorm he's just walked in. Like, yet again, this man is fucking doing nothing. And, and he has no agency. Layla obviously spins on her heels. Storms out. Storms out is like get the fuck away from me she storms out without saying a word to him and he goes to Gwen and says what did you say she to her she outs herself yeah she's like oh I was being a bitch to her I hate and her. she was like I said that you I said the truth that you're way too good for him we're all too good for her she needs to go back in the dirt with the trash <laughs> psychic trash that she, where she belongs and he goes well that's my best friend <laughs> my entire life so screw you baby. Like, we're not going homecoming I'm not going homecoming you're a terrible person clearly <laughs> she could have just lied and what's weird okay by the way Gwen's the bad guy Um, and what I, I guess it's because it kind of asks with her plan later she looks genuinely hurt that he breaks up with her the night before the dance and I'm like this is not your this is never your goal girl you're evil but also like you just stole the pacifier also if you want him to not break up with you you have to keep pretending to be a sexy for good time gal yeah you, you just, just were a massive bitch yeah you, you shot yourself in the foot you did like come on okay so anyway he kicks her out of his house or his parents come his home. parents show up and they're like get the fuck out of our house and basically they're talking about homecoming and he's this is again where I'm like what a dynamic main character and he's like I don't want to go and they're like we have to go we're getting an award we're going to unveil the stronghold three greatest superheroes in the world and he's like what's wrong and again Kelly Preston the only one with a teaspoon of emotional intelligence in this movie goes did something happen and he looks like this he goes I don't want to talk about it and then like walks upstairs and I was like wow what an amazing <laughs> dynamic man we're watching his life unfold yeah so he goes up to his room and he calls Layla and is like listen Layla like I, the I, movie that I'm writing oh, is God. Layla having 
having a much more interesting arc of being thrust into the system that she doesn't believe in, breaking the system from the inside, breaking the wheels in Aristar Targaryen style, telling this Joe Schmo who she's been in love with to fuck off, and falling in love with bad boy. <laughs> oh, so he's still in it. Is he? yeah, Will but, is still in it. I thought they're writing Will He's a tertiary character okay. that she tells. He's the Jake Gyllenhaal and her Taylor Swift. Oh, God. How many, how many references are we going to get? Um, but he calls Layla from his room and is like, listen, Layla, I don't know, really know what happened, but I'm super, super sorry. Meet me at Paper Lantern. Uh, we need to talk. And so we cut to him at Paper Lantern. And who else is there? War and Peace. No, no. Boomer and Medulla. Oh, and Medulla is like juggling. Got both of the He's got both the ladies on his side. He's like, thanks for inviting me, Boomer. These ladies are wonderful. And Boomer's just like sitting there sad Fuck. and dejected. And I was like, damn, that's a good joke. Um, But yes, War and Peace is indeed there. And he's like, oh, God, War and Peace. I don't want to have to deal with you, right? He's like, you know, you know your friend's in love with you, right? And he's like, what? <laughs> I do love War and Peace's like vibe of just like not really being in this love trouble, but being kind of exhausted by it. I mean, he, he doesn't just, care about any of this like, shit. He's like a teacher that is just he's like i just want want these kids to shut the he fuck just wants up. to be left alone i'm ready to get books. in my prius and go home like uh, yeah he like he literally says like none of my friends will talk to me he's like i wish you'd teach me that they won't shut up <laughs> they keep talking to me yeah when well, was like none of my friends will talk to me he's like well that's great nice fuckers will stop speaking to me like i truly even by the end i don't believe he likes anybody no. <laughs> but yeah they just kind of hash that out where he's like freaking layla's in love with you you gotta realize that like, like she's like, only doing this for me to make you mad. yeah we're not so we're not like i'm i know because he goes i'm not going to homecoming he's like well i'm only going to freaking make you jealous now i gotta yeah. do stupid ah. and this is the I don't know if you picked up on this because it happens so fast is there's a wild transition where the sky high school logo comes out of nowhere and like clamps over the video and then it cuts to the school and I was like there's not been a single transition oh, yeah, like that, that in this crazy. whole movie I was like did they not have a good transition shot I don't know but now we're at the school and it's homecoming it's the big looks, dance it looks very expensive oh the way the gym is set up for yeah, they have those twirling things yeah in the, I was like yeah, this is not expensive expensive dance um and i don't know if we're just like so used to seeing things that look like absolute shit on this podcast yeah. that a second i see one twirly late i'm like they went all out they, they did it um they have a big punch table mr boy is trying to give Layla some punch and la- does she think he's giving him her alcohol no he, well he says like don't worry the bubbles are just ginger ale no, like, he goes he goes do you want some punch and she goes oh no and he's like well don't worry the bubbles are ginger ale did you think the teacher was giving you fucking booze? Yeah, at the I don't know dance? what that was. But what's weird to me is Lash reaches over with his stretchy arms and tips over on Mr. Boy. And I was like, dude, that's still a teacher. Like, he can still get you in trouble. Also, um, Warren walks up. Oh, yes. War- well, before I, I did want to touch. We also see Zach, like, getting really crazy dances. Like, to Magenta's like, hey, Magenta, you want to dance? And he goes, she goes, no. And he's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Stops immediately. Um, he's also wearing, like we said, like a bright yellow tux. So good. She's wearing, With like, a ruffle shirt. No, Ethan's wearing the ruffle shirt. Um, because he's wearing, like, a bright orange. He always wears orange because he, that's has the color. His puddle, of his, that's, his, that's his puddle color. And Magenta's wearing, like, a black and uh, purple dress. Layla's in a green dress. But Warren rolls I'm off. obsessed with Layla's <laughs> outfit in this, and I have been since it's I was a a really, child. It's a really nice dress. It is, dress. like, a gorgeous, like, kind of Grecian, like, beautiful, beautiful deep green dress with golden accents. And her hair is all down. It's down for the first time. It's usually up in pigtails or buns or braids. And it's down all for the first time in her red pretty hair. And it's all curly. And she has green sparkly eyeshadow all over her face. And she looks so beautiful. And it looks a little, I don't know if you got this now, but she does look a little poison ivy in this list. Like, like yeah. good poison ivy, but she's colored kind of the same way with these grit. I mean, like, that's what they're going for with her a little bit. But 
yeah, Warren comes over and taps her on the shoulder, and he's wearing a tuxedo. And she's like, I thought you were going to wear a tux. It's like, it's Which my... Which also sensibly, guys, I don't want to split hair, so it's not a tuxedo. He's in a suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not in a full it's, tux or anything. Sure. Uh, he's in a tie. And you also don't usually wear a tuxedo, tuxedo at all. Maybe to prom, but even though it's not really a tuxedo. Um, and he goes, it's my dad. He doesn't have use for it, because he's in jail. <laughs> And yeah, then he goes, yeah, it doesn't have much use for the tux and solitary. Oh, yeah, solitary specifies. I was like, Jesus Christ. Why are you um, trying to have a good time? But then when they, when she does, she's like, hey, do you want a cheese cube? Because yeah. she, she gives him to Alvis and she's like, and I said, Layla and Warren are my one true pair. I, I like their and chemistry. And there has to be fan fiction and I'll find they, it. They, I love their chemistry. But then we cut back to the stronghold house and Will's in the secret sanctum. His mom comes down and is like, We're Will, going. Last if, chance. Because we have to go and receive this award. Last chance. He goes, no, I'm good. Thank you. She goes, all right, well, put this away for me. And she hands him the yearbook. I mean, like, your dad was trying to smuggle under his cape he says so many people are going to want to reminisce about those old days and I was like wait 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 are other adults no. going to be there the to teachers like, it's the just t- the teachers uh, yeah but does he know like Medulla it just seems like I he knows Coach Boomer that's really it and he's like yeah okay and so he just starts like leafing through it to like see and there's actually a really cute picture of young Kurt Russell that they got and put in the movie which I thought was cute and like there's the Oklahoma page and I was like yes God yes for almost no reason he opens to see Sue Tenney why now, does the, he realize it's her now I and don't not know. before Four. I don't know. It's. I think it's because he sees the figure. So, like, as we mentioned, when they were looking at previously, he was, they, they noticed Suteni called her out for no reason. was like, yeah, she was always weird. Smoking then, in the bathroom. And I think it's because he looks at her, wait a second, and he flips to, like, the science club, and he sees a full shot of her, not just a headshot. And, and then he's he, like, Gwen. Then he's like, that's Gwen. I, like, he says Gwen out loud. And, what's, and she's holding... A, the pacifier. A, it's a prototype of the pacifier. It's not like a gun. It's just like a tube or whatever, but it's the same technology. And he looks over and sees that the pacifier was gone. And he's like, oh, oh no. shit. Also, how did no one notice that was, was gone? gone? It's fucking huge. It's, it's the centerpiece of the whole freaking display. Also, does the sanctum not have a security? Or like if you lift something out of this thing? No, security is that you have to press your hand to get in there. There's no no chopping a screen. Also, hang on, Tio, Gwen is a technopath. She couldn't get past that. Yeah, yeah, she not... controls freaking technology. Yeah, you, she's already been inside that house once. Yeah, she couldn't just like wave, like pretend I'm going to the bathroom, distract, yeah, distract Will or something. I don't know. Like that should have been easy for him. And so he quickly realizes, oh frick, this is bad. Gwen is evil. I have to get to Sky High. And we actually didn't touch on this. But he Ro- says Gwen is Royal Payne's daughter. Right say, when he gets to the school. But he gets to the school. Yeah, that, but yeah. he doesn't tell us what conclusion he's arrived at. But something we just give over is when he meets Ron Wilson, the bus driver, he gives him his card. We like, I said he gets a business Oh, did you say? I'm sorry. Um, but he says, if you ever need anything or just want to chat, feel free to call me. So he pulls out the business card and we're like, yes. Because like, I need to get to the school. I need to get I to mean- school and I can't fly yet. Oh, uh, he doesn't say that. So the parents are walking in and the mom's just like, you know what? Let's She's not- having a crisis. She's like, let's yeah. go home. We should get Will. This feels wrong. But then Spotlight had some, the award ceremony. Yeah, started. the, the dad gets on her side by the way yeah i don't want to get there's no there's no backing out and they're like hey welcome commander and Jetstream, two of the greatest heroes uh-huh. we're going to introduce our student council president gwen grayson to present you with the first ever inaugural hero of the year award i will say one thing i didn't notice um before previous times i've watched this movie mary elizabeth winstead takes the stage she looks fucking great in the dress she's wearing <laughs> her titties are popping she is in like bustier style again a halter I think they know that she looks good in a halter and her boobs are like pushed up to her fucking chin and I was like damn 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 Mary Elizabeth Winstead but you see it for five seconds because it takes about five seconds for her to go like so happy to announce like the greatest superheroes who ever lived me royal pain no she's like the best people have ever walked these halls or whatever so it's 
very vague. And then she goes very, very evilly and then throws a cloak over herself and transforms into like this. I, do you want to talk about her costume? Well, it's right. The only que- the only insight I have about it for you guys, which I, I this is fully headcanon, but I believe it completely. It's a fully gold metal suit with a, a kind of a daft. Gold and black. Kind of like a daft punk DJ helmet where yeah. you can't see her face at all. There is a kind of, this is the first thing. There's a booby breastplate. There's, there's there, boob armor. There's like boob armor, which you see a lot in female superheroes, supervillains. But then Kurt Russell goes, Royal Pain's a girl? Yes. And I'm like, you don't fucking Good. notice that the first yeah, time around? you couldn't tell by the fact her titties are out? That she's got armored titties on the in her costume? Uh, to be fair, I think I she was wearing a cloak, but it's very obvious. see her face. Yeah. Also, I love when she does that and the, the name Royal Pain uh, yeah. slides oh, she's, out. She's a dramatic like, one. There I love is, it. it. Like, there's like, like, like we're at a goddamn Diplo concert. To, like, to it's put, like, like the artist's name is on the side in lights. To paraphrase Megamind, the difference between a villain and a supervillain is presentation. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's got it going. Okay, but the other thing I want to say about the costume, it's like frustrating because I'm like, why, as you're watching it, because it's Patrick Warburton because her voice has changed. Yes, when she has the helmet on, it's When she changed. has the helmet on, her voice has changed. But she has, for the majority of this climax, the helmet on, except for the very When end. she's fighting, yeah. When Will punches it off. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, she's when she's doing her speech and whatever. But I realized probably why they did that is because, which I have read about it in other movies, which I love when the main villain is a woman. I love the twist. I love having her be the love interest, having that be a woman. But I do know that in other films and stuff, sometimes when you have that happen, audiences don't want to watch men hit women. And it tests poorly to watch and I know that these are kids, but still, yeah, he's adult kind, enough, that is kind of what and happens, she's yeah. gonna need to th- be thrown across the room, and be his power at this point is super strength. There's nothing else he can really do to her. So I think what maybe happened, and they might have tried it, but I think it probably was too jarring, especially for a kids' movie to have a guy beating up on. Yeah, her. that makes sense. They they do also kind of try and mediate that, where like her suit is like all technology, so she can like shoot lightning out of it and stuff because she controls technology. Um, and so, like, sometimes they'll try and punch her and it'll just hit, like, lightning. So she's got, like, a kind of a force field thing. So they try and meet it, but that's an excellent point. I didn't think but about I that. But I do think there's points where, like, he's hitting her and I'm like, oh, that's yeah, why yeah. she's in this helmet because you're not gonna want, she's not, like, a strong looking woman. Like, you're, like, this would be hard to watch an unsuited Mary Elizabeth Winstead just get, like, fucking punched in the gut. Like, that would just not work visually. <laughs> but, yeah, she has the sidekick. I, oh, I don't remember his name. What is her dad's sidekick's name? Doesn't she call him, like, Sickle? It's like, it's like, Sixy or something, trick jingles. I don't Trixie? Know. Stitches. Stitches. There you go. Oh, because he's a jester. I'll have you yes. stitches. That's good. But she brings, but she has him bring up the pacifier and he's, and Kurt Ross is like, huh, the pacifier, you really think that's going to kill me? It didn't do it once, idiot. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. And she shoots him with a laser beam and you he's, into and, a baby. and he, a baby. A baby. <laughs> and he like, it, he's clearly it's clearly painful by the way everyone when they're getting by this hit by this starts screaming Jetstream freaks out she finally acts I don't know why it took them like well, a yeah, whole th- presentation she, she th- for she, Jetstream or Commander to get off their fucking ass yeah she throws the cape and sees it's the baby and she's like okay I gotta deal with that later and she flies towards her but in a very linear pattern so she's very easily shot by the pacifier always zigzag very so that's what the thing does that's why it's called the pacifier it turns into people into babies Bebe. babies so mass chaos ensues we see no, the, the pacifier hits Jetstream and Jetstream turns into oh, a baby yes. but she's flying so Mr. Boy yeah, he does. runs Same and right. he catches her And but also visibly the shot where he's coming down it's visibly a plastic doll like you can <laughs> see the doll head and then when he cuts down it's a baby and one and like he grabs Josie and then he gets zapped by the pacifier once and then he goes Josie I've always loved well, and then it gets zapped the rest of the way and turns into a baby himself 
But mass panic starts. You see Lash, Speed, and Penny all, like, drop these gates that the gym has for yeah, some reason. Yeah, that's fucking safe. I know, yeah. No God one, forbid there's a fucking I'll fire. Gi- I'll give him that the Gwen rigged that somehow. And I admit, I didn't remember why she was doing this. Oh, like, I did. Like, I get why she wanted revenge on Commander and Jetstream, but I was like, why are you just shooting random people? And Principal Powers yells to Coach Boomer, Boomer, get the kids out of here. And then she gets shot and it turns into a baby crying, yeah. which is a kind of terrifying effect. So Boomer looks at Warren, who is, I guess, the only upperclassman and non-sidekick around, and is like, get as many people out as you can. So they find the uh, air duct, and he opens it up, and they all crawl in. And by all, I mean the five main kids we know and have been following. So they're crawling through that. They're getting all, everyone's getting turned into babies, and Will arrives. Along. Why did no one even try for that air duct? Because it was mass panic. It was mass okay, hysteria. Okay. Um, but Will arrives along with Ron Wilson. Both also, drive. what the fuck is this jacket that Will's wearing? It's like a white leather yeah, Michael they, they, Jackson they, they, thriller they jacket. They really had to stretch his red, white, and blue wardrobe. Um, but he gets on, he arrives at Sky High with Ron Wilson, bus driver. And he's like, all right, Ron, if I'm not out in 30 minutes, he goes, yep, going after you. Got it. No, and he's get like, help. no, go get help. He's like, go get help. We'll do, I will do that. And so Will hops off and we see the kids climbing through uh, the air duct and they're like, it's really dark. Hey, Warren, can you light up some fire for us? And he goes, yeah, if you want to get roasted, we're in a giant metal tube. Yeah. And then so Ethan starts, no, Ethan, not Ethan. Zach. Zach, Zach starts glowing. is like, excuse me, everybody. That's the other line I always remember because he starts glowing and he goes, excuse me, ladies, out of the way. And then Magenta goes, then all the reindeer lost. <laughs> <laughs> and Ethan, Ethan also throws in a way to glow, Zach. <laughs> that was pretty good. This is a good cyclical moment. Every single one of these people that had allegedly had shitty powers gets a chance to Sorry for the pun here. Shine. Yes. This is Zach's moment where it doesn't, it's not yeah, like he's it, going to have like a cool badass power, but it's showing that everybody has a use. Yeah, but I mean, all he's doing is getting them out of a tunnel with one where exit. They would like, die. like, it's just like, man, it's really dark. Don't worry, guys. It won't be dark now. Zach, you saved, you did just as much as everybody. Um, but Will comes into the school and he sees the glowing grate and he and rips pull- it off. And so they all come out and he's like, guys, guess what? And they're Gwen and they go, is Royal Payne's daughter. Oh, and the pacifier turns everybody into babies including your parents. He goes, okay, that part I didn't Didn't know, know. but I got to try and stop him. But also Layla, by the way, I love you. I know he's like, I'm super sorry. And like, you know, I know you have these feelings for me. And before he can even finish that, she just starts making out with him violently. Yeah, she like comes at him and they're yes. kissing before he can even, he's also like not even smiling. I hate this romance. Yeah, well, he also, for the record, he also just apologized for being a jerk in general. So they're like making out and then Penny, Lash, and Speed all show up and be like, oh, you're not going to stop anything. You guys are freaking bones. You're all just sidekicks. And Warren, um, Layla, and Ethan. Stay behind. Stay behind. They send Will to go handle Royal Pain. And uh, I was kind of like, I, I admit, I know, I, like, I'd seen this movie, but even at that moment, I was like, what the fuck is Ethan going to do? <laughs> like, what, and, but I did have the thought, I was like, is he going to freaking fight speed? And because he, he puddles very good. Yeah. He strip on the puddle. See? But no, he fights Lash. For, but then he does. But no, yeah, that's the thing. Ethan goes two for three. He like, he, he knocks two out of three out of the ring. Um, because so they, they all split off. Warren takes uh, Speed at first, and Layla takes Penny, and then Ethan gets chased into the bathrooms by Lash. There's a great cutaway gag while they're all like dealing with this fight, and they're, the they're putting the babies. They're putting the babies in car seats, and they can't figure out how to cl- how, like clasp the car seat together, which is really good, but super. Is reading the reading the instructions to Royal Pain. They're like put block A in block A. He goes, I'm putting it in. And he goes, Let's go back to step yeah, one. It's, calm calm down. Down. it's like a. T- Totally unnecessary bit, but it's really funny. And so then, like, Layla's getting forced into the cafeteria by Penny and all her clones. And she's like, they're like, come on, sidekick, show us what you can fight, do. Fight. And she's like, I don't believe in using my powers for violence. I'm a, I'm a pacifist. But it's this really slow crawl where yeah, all of really... the pennies are like, come on, 
Thanks. Yeah, Penny's, yeah, Penny's the cheerleader we mentioned. She's all in her cheerleading outfit, and like she's the whole squad. Yeah, as Emma mentioned, she takes one light slap at my. And dog. then thankfully, they, she backed her into a window where I guess there was a tree outside. They're on a floating on island. Floating on this floating school. island, I'm glad they have a groundskeeper. I guess, and freaking just incredible tangles of vines go in and trap everybody. That's basically our. There's important parts of that fight too. But give me a second. We're gonna do the other ones first. Obviously, Warren still can't hit speed because he's tried this before and he's bad at it. Ethan outsmarts Lash by turning into a puddle and going into the bathroom. And, like, I think he... He traps him in a stall. Yeah, he makes him think that, he, that Ethan flushed himself down the toilet because he's a puddle. Um, He's like, no way. But then he appears behind him, kicks his head into a toilet, and then the suction keeps his very rubbery head in there. So he's incapacitated. And he gave him a swirly. Yes. So he... Exactly. He comes out of the bathroom and sees Speed running around and just like, wait, this makes more sense. And he turns into a puddle and he trips, trips him. He trips him and then he runs into Warren. Warren blasts him through a wall. He's good. Penny gets tangled up in all the uh, vines. And says, hey, don't leave me to die. And yeah, Layla's no, like, what? 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 And she goes, Royal Pain rigged the ant school's anti-gravity device. We only have 10 minutes. This thing's going to come crashing down to earth. Exactly. And then while that's going on, again, guys, the pace of this finale, lightning quick. It's been like 10 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. It's been 10 minutes since they found out she was evil. Five minutes since the school thing started. Ron Wilson bus driver sees them pull another bus up and they start loading the babies into the bus. On a conveyor belt. On a conveyor belt. Of in babies. Their, in their car seats. And she's holding the commander baby. This is where Muriel is with once gets the helmet off and yes. she gets to just fucking chew Act. scenery here and is just like leaning in to the cheese of this. Like she is, this is her mustache twirling villain speech and she's having, she's luxuriating in it, I would say. She's yes. walking down the stairs looking at this little baby and she's She's like, Bebe. there once was a girl named Sue Tenny, and when I knew what a tech and like, she's talking like this, and it's so good. Which, so I, I have to admit, again, really good screenwriting here. That's a really interesting villain motivation is that she says she was disliked and thought to be weird because people didn't know what a technopath was. Because think about it, can you she imagine had a power that like, like wasn't... yeah, can you imagine having the power to control computers when a computer was the size of a, a brick house? Yeah. Like, like no one would care. Like, it, obviously, and so that's an interesting idea for a superhero universe. And basically, her plan is she built the pacifier so she could turn all the heroes in the world into babies and start a super villain academy and raise them to be villains so you can raise a whole generation which, of heroes talk and villains a, talk about a long game it's right? a can, real i mean talk about a long game she's been doing this for 45 years yep yeah so that's the other thing is she here she's giving her gloating monologue to the commander she's like and you can't even understand me because you're a baby she goes, this is the best super villain speech of all time yes. and you don't even understand it because you're a baby. a baby and will hears the whole thing he's like i can and he's like and you also still don't understand it, motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, I can hear it. Well, you can't understand it because you missed the point. And he's like, um, I'm not going to let you, you know, finish your mom's work. And he, I and don't care what my parents did to your mom, Royal yes. Pain. And she's like, idiot. When the pacifier exploded, it didn't kill me. I was simply turned into a baby. I love the way she pronounces baby. I know. I was simply turned into a baby. Stitches here took me home and raised me as his own. Daddy is little girl. Yeah, he interjects with that. And then she goes, I told you never to call me that. <laughs> Um, like again, this she's doing. God, we're just stuff. laughing at every joke. She's doing something really funny here. They start fighting. Basically, she's she is she's like Royal Pain is my past, present, and future. I am Royal Pain. Yes. They start fighting. Oh, Tell but she does, he does have a great realization. He's like, gross. I made out with an old lady. Yeah. They start fighting. Like we said, it's not a great fight because there's not a lot they can do. It's just kind they're of they're just them. like going. They are destroying a lot of shit though. Yeah. And like I, I just keep thinking about budget. I'm like, this is expensive. And so while they're doing that, the uh, the B team needs to figure out how to defuse the matter thing, and then they're like, like we, we got to get to the 
the main like engine core of the school to like, you, the anti-grav engine or whatever and then they were like they well, roll out plans and well freaking um royal pains blocked every entrance off and they're like what, what about, about that one and he and zach goes well, they have to be the size of like a rat to get through there and they all look at magenta and then she's just like Ugh. oh great and so she has to go through the pipe and she's like complaining she's like this is so stupid and i'm like you're, <laughs> like, you're the only and one who can zach save us magenta is at the mouth of the tunnel going go right Go right, right, keep it just a little bit farther. They're shouting her directions. Shouting her directions. And she's like, ah, okay, okay, ah, this is so stupid. And then it's Zach, like an adoring boyfriend, turns to Ethan and goes, look at those cute little legs. (laughs) (laughs) She's just keeping down. And then she literally gets a little thing. They're like, magenta, like, chew the red wire. She goes, ah, there's a lot of red wires down here, guys. (laughs) Um... But yeah, that's happening. I'm just saying Warren and Warren and Warren and Layla show up at the fight and Royal Payne throws uh, Will out of a window and he falls. And she thinks he's dead. Well, yeah, she threw him off the face of the flying school. No, but like Layla's face, like you're watching Daniel oh, Panabaker as if he's dead. Oh, yeah, dead. well, yeah, because everyone, because he just fell off the school, Emma. And, but because if you'll remember, uh, freaking the nurse was like, you might get both powers. And when you're falling is a great time for your flying powers to kick in. And, but it's, it's like, okay, admittedly, and this is, as Emma mentioned, it's the jacket's fault. It doesn't look great because the jacket is like physically holding like outward because you can see him on the, the wires. wires. Yes. And freaking. Like, Lord forbid they put that jacket yeah, back so on the Yeah, so she's, she, Layla screams no. And then he just slowly flies back into frame and Ropin's like, what? And he goes, surprised? So am I. Uh, and he fly, line. flies in and punches her. They keep the fight going. And and, uh, but that is when this is why this is a one thing that made actually I thought of it before because I'm a genius. But he does hit her so hard here. She goes down and the helmet comes off and her yes. beautiful hair comes pulling her. But she's out like semi conscious and can't continue the fight. But she just activates the button to drop the school because the she school has, starts falling. The school starts falling, and this was an unexpected thing that you'd only recognize as an adult. But obviously they got a real guinea pig, which I feel terrible that they dyed purple on certain spots for this film. But for the chewing of the wires, they had to make a guinea pig puppet to chew through them. And it's adorable and terrible, and I love and it's it. just, the school is falling. It just is intercut with magenta chewing the wire. Yes, and it's so dramatic. And so he's won the day, but he has to dive out the window, and he goes to like try and keep the school afloat by flying underneath it and super strengthening it up. And again, I feel like this was kind of in the trailer or something like that, is that Tom Kenny, um, the voice of SpongeBob, who's in this for some reason, and his wife, the voice of Karen from SpongeBob. Why? I don't know. Um, are are standing outside their house from Stronghold Realty and are like, "Man, the movies didn't break a thing. Glad we didn't buy that insurance." And then the school starts crashing towards them. Magenta gnaws through the wire, and the anti-grav kicks on just in time for Will to stand for Will to land on the house, but not for the whole thing. Which I mean, he was still going like hundred however whatever yeah. whatever terminal velocity is. He's again, everyone should be dead. Yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, that was almost bad." All right, that could have been a messy. Yeah. All right. Have well, at that point, you also, I, I got from that moment. Again, I'm reading into this like it's fucking Shakespeare. But then, <laughs> as you should. But then I was kind of like, that is him sounding like his dad. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like little he's bit. kind of leaning into that superhero cheese confidence of, oh, that could have been messy. Totally. And then they float the school back up to the sky. They go back up. Royal Pain has been defeated. And they're like, all right, well, what are we going to do now? There's all these babies. And thankfully, Medulla is apparently always super smart. So even he, as a baby. Even as a baby. So he still has a big but baby brain. And he's like, I think I can reverse the effects of the pacifier if you'll take me to the mad science lab. Also. Regrettably. Regrettably. <laughs> I have made boom boom. <laughs> also, the parents get 
get unbabified. There's like a, there's a great little sequence where you see people in blankies, like yeah. adults, like turning in. Like they're like, they're like, if you've been unbabified, please find your clothes, grab a baby, and report to Mad Science. We'll get everybody cycled through this bad. So boy. they're cycling through, but like, there's a great moment where like he's like, I'm sorry, like this is all my fault. Like I showed her the Mad Science, stuff. and Kelly Preston does like it, and it's not your fault. I'm like, no, it actually it's is a little his bit fault. his fault. And then, I think we should tell our kids when it's a and little then bit Kurt Russell's like, we all fell for it. I was like, ah. He fell for it a little bit. He fell a little bit. Like, he's not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm not saying he's totally blameless here. I'm like saying let's just maybe teach our kids to keep their heads on a swivel. Yeah, let's maybe have people take responsibility for their actions a little bit. Then Then the dance. Well, no, they, uh, Mr. Boy comes forward and is like, so I know this award was all an evil trap to turn us all into babies and bring about our doom, but it isn't grave, so you guys can have it if you want it for being Heroes of the Year. And he goes, I would love to have it, but instead I'm going to give it to them. And he turns to the hero support and he goes, you guys are the real heroes. And like, what's weird is Warren and Layla are like with them. And I was like, Layla is hero support. Right. I know. But like, I was like, but Warren is, is a hero though. Like I, he's in the hero course. And, but like just Ethan, Zach and, uh, Magenta all put a hand on it. So I was yeah. like, okay, I guess he was dressing, addressing them more. Cause we all know Layla should be hero. Yeah. She's just making it a political stance. And he also remembers Mr. Boy's name. He goes, thanks, Jonathan. Like, and I was like, yes, it's nice closure. Um, and she, uh, Josie, uh, Jetstream gives him a kiss on the cheek, which is kind of weird. He but goes from six to midnight. Apparently. A little bit, sure. And then it's a dance. And then it's time for the dance. And, and then, and then like, again, closure to Zach's art. He's like, oh man, look at everybody dancing. It's so, so stupid. They're so stupid. And then she's like, yeah, kind of want to dance. He's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and so he goes for it. But then I think before that is we see the ice girl comes up to Warren, the one who froze the sexual harassers. Um, <laughs> And she puts, she freezes her hand and makes it all like icy cold. And, and Warren, ig- Warren ignites his hand and they hold hands Class. and walk onto the dance floor. And I was like, she wasn't a character at all, but for some reason I really like that. And she's in like a white dress and he's like in red. Yeah, she's dressed like Elsa from <laughs> Frozen. And then they play the Bowling for Soup cover of I'll Stop the World and Mel with you. Yeah, it's so good. E- uh, freaking Will and Layla are, are flying, are flying and making out through the broken window. It's pretty, you know, for, I mean, okay, it is a little crazy. They still have a dance, right? Like, yeah. like, like this is the They're dealing the- with like a catastrophic event still there's people still people being unbabified totally but then there is just in the beginning as it began with narration there's new narration over like uh, oh no excuse me there is one other scene which i remembered as being a post-credit scene but apparently happens before the wrap-up is you see all of the kids who facilitated the evil plan in the detention room the powers nullify and principal powers goes i don't know what i'm gonna do with you guys i'm not wonder woman (laughs) and and that was when i my grandmother was like she was wonder woman i was like oh okay but will gives a wrap-up being like and that's where royal pain goes i went through puberty twice for this yes will gives us wrap up ron wilson bus driver fell into a vat of toxic waste and grew 50 feet and helps defend the city from giant robots and i was like hell yeah but also wait does ron wilson get to put it yeah ron wilson is in there he does put his hand on the statue that yeah. the, i forgot about him excuse me how could i forget then he's like yeah royal pain everybody went to prison that is the story of how i mean I my best friend my girlfriend became my arch nemesis my arch nemesis became my best friend which i when did that happen he visibly doesn't like you he does not like you they quake work acquaintance is the best but my best friend became my girlfriend. girlfriend but hey that's high school and they've done all again this- like that's high, that's high school but they've done all of this in like a comic book art and i don't know if you notice this everyone looks okay they did warren dirty in that art I he mean, looks awful it doesn't look anything like the freaking male model he's too hot to even draw ah too hot to handle um but that's sky high everybody i'm really sorry if you didn't enjoy us just gushing about how good this movie is for like <laughs> I'm two hours really sorry if you didn't enjoy but, like, us doing a dramatic reading of the sky high the- school but here's the thing everybody i had a great time <laughs> i just love going over every every joke man that's a good joke Man, that's funny. But, like, 
like I said up top, though, it is kind of weird watching this in like a post MCU era. Because like, if you were a kid who was raised on the MCU, I don't know if you're gonna like be down for this kind of tongue in cheek superhero thing. Because I said this during the up up in a way episode. Like, that's a kind of thing that we just don't get anymore because superhero movies are taken so seriously now. Yes. And I kind of miss that. Like, I would, I, and I would love to see Sky High too. Bring it back, baby. I'm here for it. I think it should be an animated series. Yes. And, I, and, and then my last note that I wrote down was why the fuck did they not greenlight a sequel? Or did just, why didn't they do anything with this property? Oh. They did so much work with it. It's a very. There's so many shittier properties that they've done more with that it, it infuriates me. And I guess it's just, it's, pro- it's got to be a money thing. It's just, it, 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 just, it only did okay. It didn't do gangbusters. So everybody, Please stream it on Disney+. Plus. Get those numbers up. Show them there's still interest. Because genuinely, if much like us, you're a children of the late 90s and the 2000s, you will have a great time. I promise you. Emma, where can people find you? Now, you know what? This is a bonus episode. We're not doing plugs. I don't give a shit. We're not doing plugs. You can find me on my couch Googling Sky High <laughs> fan fiction. We're not doing plugs. Have a good one, everybody. We're in Stop of the World. We're melting here. Bye-bye. Dad, I'm a sidekick, okay? I washed out of power placement. Washed out! Boomer. Couldn't make the big time, so now he thinks he can pass judgment on some real heroes' kids, huh? Oh, it's a power trip, Will. That's all it is. Sonic Boom, try gym teacher, man. No, Dad, what are you doing? I'm calling the school. Tuition we pay them? Dad, don't. Dad! It's not Coach Boomer. It's me, okay? I don't have any powers. But you never said... I mean, you made it seem like... Like I had super strength, like you? But I don't... But you will, Will. You're just... You're just a late bloomer, that's what it is. Maybe. Maybe not, but I don't care, because really, the fact of the matter is, I'm proud to be a sidekick. Actually, I'm proud to be hero support. <laughs>